0: And welcome
2: to a brand new life, to a brand new day, all the way from the wastelands of California. My name is Michael, and I'm a mere figment of your imagination. I look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation. First-time listeners, turn on, tune in, and drop out. This is a very different kind of show, a place where you don't feel so alone. Let us chase away the light no matter what you at home choose to believe. I do admire you for your curiosity. Live and direct right now on the TuneIn radio app. Search End of Days and you'll find the 24-7 network or go to michaeldeacon.com for further assistance.
0: My guest this evening is Mr. Kaiser.
2: There's lots to discuss here with Mr. Kaiser. And, of course, I do want to thank all of you out there very much for being here with me on this very special evening. I believe
0: James is ready.
2: Are you there, James?
0: Oh, yeah. How you
3: doing there, Michael?
2: I'm fantastic. I didn't want to go through the whole intro and talk too much. I didn't want to make you wait.
3: No, it's all good. You know that. We have a friendship, not just a... uh Um, you'll always be honest and you'll tell the truth and you'll be an interviewer, but we have a, uh, uh, a good rapport.
2: No doubt. No doubt. And originally another soul was supposed to be here for those that are asking. And I'm not quite sure what happened to the original guest. I think he might've been abducted.
3: (laughs) Hey, stranger things have happened right?
2: Oh, yes. But anyways, it does not matter. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this. And my God, I really do appreciate everyone out there on the TuneIn app. And of course, all those lovely people right now on YouTube. Isn't that amazing? I can finally interact with all of you out there. And I should have been doing this a long time ago. And it's something that you actually do yourself, uh, James.
3: Oh yeah, I have my own little show on all lowercase, sword point, spelled out, S-W-O-R-D-P-O-I-N-T, and the numeral nine at the end of it, sword point nine. So yeah, I do do that, and do do. Isn't that neat? Uh, yeah, I do that too, man, and uh, it, it's always a joy to talk with you, Michael honestly
2: yeah and it's been a long time since we last had one of these little shindigs again
3: oh yeah and they're always a uh joy a lot of times we'll have a shindig without anybody ever here but uh you know they're always a hoot too
2: yeah those are still a lot of fun just to get on the proverbial soapbox and shout your little heart out
3: oh yeah and drop facts that's the thing I don't deal in hyperbole and I definitely don't deal in uh guesses. Only facts, my friend. Just the facts, man. Just
2: the facts. Amazing. And before we get going here, I do want to give my condolences to all those people that were affected by the wildfires. It's almost like the end of days out here in California.
3: Oh, I've seen that, man. That's that's kind of uh kind of freaky. Um uh, but uh We'll talk about that a little later,
2: probably. Right. Lots of people lost their lives, lots of property destroyed. I think that's incredible.
0: It's horrible. And and there's been a lot of horrific
3: things that have happened, and I don't really know. uh Well, we'll get into it, I guess, as we go.
2: Right. I believe a couple of people even burned alive. Holy shit.
3: Ain't life a bitch. I understand that, man. Uh, it's it's not a fun thing. It's not a good thing. It's nothing to make joke of. But, you know, if you're going to have irresponsible behavior, i.e., uh, not taking out the old growth, the stuff that's tender, and you're going to allow people uh to run roughshod over your state uh, that aren't Uh, first world in stature. You remember the last time there was a big forest fire in California, they quit talking about it because it was an illegal alien who started a campfire. So they just shut up about it. But, see, that doesn't make the news. And that's all I'll say on that. I don't want to get political.
2: No, it's perfectly fine. We can get political here. That's the whole purpose of tonight's program. I was supposed to talk about the Clinton – crime syndicate and that's always a
0: that's what it is right exactly what it is
2: and of course rumors have been going around the family for a very long time and definitely we'll talk and take a closer look into several dark matters in regards to the clintons
3: they have been well We'll get into that when you decide. But, yeah, they there's a lot going on right now, and don't think that several – when people say globalist and they say it's anti-Semitic, they're ignorant, because the Clintons are not Jewish, and they keep saying globalist is a code word for Jew. It's not. The Clintons are globalist, and we'll get into that.
2: Yes, we will. Yes, we will. And, of course, many celebrities were affected by the whole fire – And I'm not quite sure if you're familiar with this, Uh, James, but I do a segment here on the program called Celebrity Death Pool.
3: Okay. I have heard that before when you've done your program. I think you even did it the one time I was on.
2: Okay. Well, I love that sort of segment. I know it's not. It's pretty tasteless, I do admit. And I do have a natural disdain for most celebrities out there very much. However, I I don't want to see their houses get burned down or – any of that sort of thing. And it's, it's a little troubling to see other people out there very happy, however.
3: Yeah, I, I never get the joy of somebody passing. John McCain, while I, I think not highly of him, he passed. Um, do I mourn him? No, I didn't mourn him. But I'm not going to celebrate his death. And, and there's something odd. And I think it goes back to the beginnings of, uh, right before we had our renaissance, I think during the, uh, remember ring around a rosy pocket bowl of posies, ashes the ashes, we all fall down. <laughs> right. That was actually a song that us kids sang that was describing
0: the plague in Europe and I think we have a humor about
3: ourselves that goes back to that darkness. And the Germans are still that way. Well, I don't know now. I mean, I haven't been back to Germany in years, but a couple of years. But uh their humor is very gallows humor. And uh, a lot of people in in America, because we are separated by the Atlantic, I uh, still don't get gallows humor, but I still don't enjoy or find tasteful anybody's demise or their loss of property.
2: No doubt, no doubt. It's too bad Pete Davidson wasn't in the area. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's going too
3: far. Oh, you cracked me up, bro.
2: <laughs> well, of course, we got a Caitlyn Jenner out there. The house in Malibu burned down and. Kim Kardashian and Cindy Crawford. Lots of uh, big names.
3: That's it's terrible. I mean, you know, they lost their property. At least they didn't lose their lives. And and that's the thing. I mean, I've experienced a flood in my own home. I didn't lose my property. Oh, well, I guess I did small stuff, but it was all stuff that either I threw away or I got fixed. Right. Uh it was just in my basement. But, you know, tragedy is every person's tragedy and it it, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon and be all yip yip hooray I'll, I'll be the guy that'll be like man that's a damn shame
2: right and some people out there very excited some people even told me why it wasn't closer to San Francisco
3: yeah I. you know what they're bug chasing wow. and everything else. They have to. They have a map where you can actually look for uh the feces alerts, you know, so you don't step in it on different streets. I don't revel in this, but it's it's the degeneracy of society, and we're starting to see this, and it's it's a shame. And I'm, dude, I'm getting political and no, shut me okay. down anytime you no, want. No, no,
2: we got to continue. It's okay.
3: Okay, that's fine. Uh, but. It saddens me that that America has come to this, especially uh I turned fifty on the ninth, today's the tenth, my Marine Corps birthday, and then tomorrow's the eleventh, and I am a veteran of a war, and several wars, I guess, but uh only one officially as a as a marine um It really saddens me how Americans have cheapened Memorial Day because they don't honor their ancestors. And then Veterans Day is not Memorial Day. That is the day that us veterans get together.
0: And the reason for that is we celebrate our brothers who have fallen, not ourselves.
2: Yeah, that's a good point there. And don't ever be afraid to voice your opinion here on on the program, by the way, this is an open platform. Everyone is, of course, invited to do just that. Be yourself. Be unfiltered. That's the problem today in America. The PC NPC culture that plagues America. That's the problem.
0: You're, you're exactly correct. That is the problem, brother. The thing that kills me is that. People, oh my God! I'm glad you brought this up. The NPC is the perfect meme for what's happening. Non-player characters, Orange Man
3: bad, <laughs> everything else good. Right. You know, Orange Man. So you're you're in in the media, not you, Michael, not me. We are the alt media. Remember back in your day, it was alternative comedy, and that was celebrated. Alternative media was celebrated. Um, And then all of a sudden, you had Hillary make her speech. We're going back to the Clintons now on the alt-right. Well, she lumped in everybody, including people who considered themselves alt light, And with that, it just means an alternative. A different way. If you don't like it, guess what? You don't have to click on my channel. You don't have to click on Michael's channel. We are just real, and we talk about real things. I've been on Alex Jones before. The nonsensical crap that I see going on as a 50-year-old man, I was making America great. In, I was born in 1968, and nobody can blow shade on me. I know what I stood for and what I fought for in every war I've stood on, every ground I've stood on, and I've known when I was wrong and when I was right. It's big boy rules and big girl rules because, trust me, there are females like the Lioness Program, different things like that that are real. And those women put it out there, too. So this whole thing where it becomes racist, sexist, homophobe. No, you know what? I know homosexuals that served in the military and also contract. So everybody who talks smack, they don't know what they're talking about until they've actually lived it. Right. That's my two cents on that.
2: And going back to homosexuals serving with all the developments that have been going on with this recent president how do you view all those things you have no issue i could imagine
3: no i the only issue i have is very small and it's the same i would have for a man who's married or a woman who's married and they're fucking around on their spouse okay let's say the spouse doesn't know you're fucking around on her right or him
2: Whatever. Isn't there a term for that, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, there is. That's what I heard. Yeah, there, there's and, a specific yeah. name for the man who does that.
3: Oh, yeah. He's called a flanderer, right? So uh the, the thing about it, though, is it's still adultery, and it's still punishable by the UCMJ. And let's say your parents don't know you're homosexual, or your wife, or your husband. It doesn't matter, right? You've opened yourself up any one of those ways. That's why it was illegal, just like adultery, under the UCMJ, Uniform Code of Military Justice. Remember, I was a military policeman. Right. I know my laws. And both in the Army, Cold War, and the Marine Corps, Gulf War. And the reason why it was illegal was you're blackmailable. You've now become a threat to the state because you will have a security clearance
0: and that's the issue that is the major issue on it and uh
3: everybody can talk all the smack they want about rights this that and the other
0: but there's a point where your rights have to be subservient to the to the greater good of the mission
3: i don't know that's my two cents man
2: no that's very good I did want to get your perspective on all of that and of course we do see lots of cheating going on and it it's very very troubling especially if you have like a girlfriend wife at home and you know you're a younger man a lot of times the woman will cheat on the man that's overseas I don't know how many times I've seen that myself actually out here since I am close to the border, I remember years yep. and years ago, I recall some of the, the naval, or Navy guys rather, since we do have a naval facility, facility out here, I remember some of the, the younger Navy guys would go out here and go clubbing, and I recall lots of times they would tell me these stories, or at bars, you know, things like that. And I just remember hearing all sorts of wild shit,
3: it's true. Give me one sec, and I'm gonna expand on.
2: It. Yeah, no problem. And uh, yeah, this sort of thing I, I heard a lot, boys and girls out there on YouTube and the the other stream we're on. We're on all sorts of different streams. I already forgot the name of that stream that we're on right now, and I do apologize. I feel terrible for forgetting the other network that I'm on. Yeah. I, totally forgot the network that I'm on right now.
3: Well, I can, I Jesus. can talk for a, a few seconds. No, what, what's despicable is that it, it goes both ways. Women at home, that's why I didn't get married while I was in the military.
2: That's a smart move.
3: That's my dog. That's a, my dog shaking in the background. I'm yeah, sure I could, everybody heard that. I could hear him. Uh, but, yeah, but the but the thing about it is – um. What's despicable is I got married, been married 24 years now. Uh love my wife. Uh I'm not a perfect man. Nobody is. Um and there's no perfect woman. But you have to love who you love and be there and work through issues. And marriage has become unfortunately as disposable as clothing. And that's another part of it. It's It's been a cultural um deconstruction, I guess, is the best way I can put it. And, I, and it's been done by design. This is not a plot. It's just, it's what the globalists, like the Clintons, so get the Jew thing out of your mind, folks. There's globalists all over. And they want to push their agenda, and it's not for your good. And we can get into why they do it. But it's it's nothing but despicable. They will push everything to degenerate you to make you degenerate.
2: Yeah, that's awful. But to add on to the whole PC culture, I I really don't like the fact that I actually have to filter myself when I talk to grown men and women, it's very disturbing, especially since you have to handle these individuals with kid gloves.
0: I agree completely. Look, it's big boy rules and big girl rules. Put your big boy panties on
3: and your big girl panties on. Uh It's time to have a real talk. Uh All this stuff where everybody wants to talk shit, Remember, talk shit and get bit. They're doing a purity spiral right now. The hashtag, which when I was young, that was the pound sign, okay? And then the Me Too after it, they say, hashtag Me Too. Well, no, I'd say pound Me Too. That's the reason why they got that way, is because they wanted to be pounded Me Too. Harvey Weinstein got everybody that got pounded into Hollywood. And they knew what they the casting couch is not new.
2: This yeah, there was a there's a lot of pounding going on.
3: Yeah. This shit's been going on for years. And and if, since the twenties, you can look up old school porn and find old women from the twenties in silent movies getting on their backs and being filmed. So everybody, you know, everybody wants to act like they're a special snowflake. No. How do we make babies? We make them one way, and everybody just doesn't want to deal with the choices they make. And then you have the liars, too. The prime example is Kavanaugh here. How many of them now are going to be prosecuted for lying because they made shit up? But they, But for some reason, the women are absolved of any responsibility because, you know, they're women.
2: Right. And, of course, this goes back to a lot of what I talk about on the program about the war on men in America. It certainly does seem like there is a war on masculinity here in America. And it's very disturbing to actually see myself, and I know you see it, too.
3: I have seen it, but I've also seen it in reverse. I mean... I think it's going both ways. It's, it's, it's this, what I call the purity spiral. It's a spiral that will eat its own. And what we need to get back to is there are great things my wife does every day. And there's things that I do that aren't great. I, I don't have any illusions about myself. But she completes me. And maybe I complete her some ways. And This is real talk because that's what we're supposed to do. We are men and women. Adam and Eve were brought together to make one. And when I say that, I mean make one person out of each other through a consecration of a beautiful act that has been cheapened by pornography. It's been cheapened by everything out there that's out there. I mean, If I want to go, honestly, if I wanted to go out and pull girls, I could do that all day long. If my wife wanted to pull men, she could go out there and do that all day long. We choose not to do that. And it is a choice. And you know, I just said, I'm not a perfect man. You know this. My wife knows this. Everybody knows this. Um, It just makes me mad because... Everybody acts like they're not human beings and the NPC acts like he's not or she is not a human being and they say, oh, you're making us dehumanized. No, you made yourself dehumanized
0: because you are not allowing reality to filter into your little brain housing group.
2: That's a great point. A great point. Even some couples out there you know, there's lots of swingers out there, especially those in all sorts of high-ranking places, as I'm sure you're familiar with.
1: But Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm glad you, know, you
2: haven't gone down that road. People. Yes. You know what? Let's get into that because a lot of people don't even know even half of your story.
3: Right. Yeah. I I typically normally bodyguard people usually in very hazardous areas i've seen people at their best and their worst and i mean that in all honesty uh i've also found frauds you know uh different things but those people are those people i've discovered their fallacies um and I, and dude, I hold myself to that same level. Do you not think every day I have to judge myself? Am I being real or am I being bullshit? And there are times where people, everybody tells a war story. You know the difference between a fairy tale and a war story, brother? What's that? Uh, fairy tale starts out once upon a time. War story starts out, you're not going to believe this shit.
2: <laughs> yes. And, I was hoping you'd and, say that.
3: Yeah. And, and that is reality. And, you know, the ramifications come from after that story's told. And I, I told a legit real story one time and I watched the ramification of a man who was with me blow his brains out.
2: That's right. We did go and, over that.
3: Yeah. And, I will never go into that story again because there's still a few people alive that I worry about. So, the reality is, every action's gonna have a reaction. And, uh, you know, I, I bodyguarded a lot of people, political people, uh, newspaper reporters, and they know who they are. Matter of fact, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah,
2: that shit trips me out, some of the people that you have protected and guarded, and it makes me wonder if any of that kind of shit bothers you at all whatsoever some of the some of these individuals
3: yeah, it does
2: yeah uh, i I figured
3: be, you know and 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 honestly, even i disagreed with b o um I will never say his name, I'll just say the initials uh I disagree with him vehemently and his husband, Michael. Um, but uh, the thing about it is I would still step in front of a bullet for anybody because um, I know what happens if you don't. And the unfortunate part now is we've lost, and, and I disagree with him vehemently. I am on the total other side of him. And I would still step in front of a bullet, because I know what it means, because I'm an American. Last I looked, this is something, this is a wake-up call for everybody listening. Last I looked in America, uh Americans are everybody who's an American, who's naturalized, or a birthright citizen. It's not these migrants, they're not American, no they're not, and they're not migrants either, they're invaders coming up because they're coming up with the intention to invade America. Okay, that's intent. It can be proven. That's fact. Now, somebody who sneaks across the border, okay, Michael, here's an example. If all of a sudden, and I'm I'm a birthright citizen just like you are, I come into your house one day and I just say, hey, man, I'm here. We're going to hang out. And you're like, What? Yeah. Hey. You know. I I I kicked open your door. I snuck in. Whatever. And you're gonna you're gonna put me up. You're gonna help me. You're not gonna do that. Nobody will do that. All these people advocating for these so-called quote unquote migrants. We'll get into this right now. Uh, how many of them put any of them in their house, or would put them in their house? Oh, maybe as a servant. We've now created a slave class again. So if you don't think, people talk about civil war, this, that, and the other. We've been a cold civil war socially for a while, unfortunately. It's been a hot civil war in the IC. That's a fact. Both those two things are real. But now you have to look at it as we're now creating another slave class, folks. And that didn't work out too well for us before but the west is in decline and they need people who are cheaper than an american to come in and do their work and and that's something we'll talk about with afghanistan too
2: right and of course the whole caravan issue lots of people coming or trying to come across rather and believe it was something of what four thousand people
3: well, there's been numbers as high as 15,000. Oh, even higher. Numbers. That's real numbers.
2: Oh, my. That's yeah, a lot that's, higher than I thought.
3: Yeah, because you got to remember there's a divide. I can't remember where the line was, but some are coming up through Texas. Some are going to come through California. You guys are going to get hit hard.
2: Through my and, my neck of the woods, yeah.
3: Yeah, and, and you're going to get hard, and your governor has no concern about you as an American citizen, in all honesty.
2: Well, that's very because- true. They dropped the ball, especially here in my home state of California. We we have what's her face, Diane Feinstein. Yep. Great. I'm excited, and she, of course, beat the beta male in my opinion. The guy almost looked like a plant. He had low energy, especially when I watched them both talk. They had some sort of, what well, wasn't really a debate. But they had this little exchange, and I just thought, oh, this guy, he's done.
3: Oh, yeah, they tried to do that with the last presidential election. They wanted – everybody wanted Jeb. Luckily, Trump – look, you guys can think orange man bad all day long. We can agree to disagree. But what nobody wants to see is Trump has opened real conversation up. That's what Michael does. Michael – on his channel, what he does so beautifully and eloquently is he opens real discussion. And honestly, I try to do it on my channel as much as I can. Uh A lot of it's like, you know, just regular banter with people, you know. Um, I want to know the person. I want to know their thoughts, their true feelings. Uh, You can say we're all conspiratards. I don't care. We're not. There's things you know. Look, a conspiracy is nothing more than this. Let's say me and Michael are talking right now, and I say, hey, Michael, we're going to build a bologna sandwich with cheese, man. I'm going to get the bread, you're going to get the cheese, and then somebody else is going to bring the bologna to it. And we're going to grill that thing, right? And that's A conspiracy theory until it's actually happened, and then it became a conspiracy. We conspired to do the act. It's that basic, folks. And it goes all the way back to JFK. It goes all the way back to Janet Reno and George H.W. Bush. See, I'm an equal opportunity hater, folks. George H.W. Bush was the one who started the entire thing that happened in, um. oh, why am I mind dumping? God, I hate getting old. That's the one thing. It, it was in uh, Randy Weaver's compound in Idaho, and people forget this. And then they also forget that Janet Reno said, I take full responsibility for what happened at Waco. Well, why isn't she in prison? Oh, wait, she died. Remember uh, the funniest thing she said before the election with Hillary and Trump winning? If Trump gets elected, it'll be over my dead body. And that day he got elected, she died. (laughs) So, you know, there's a confluence of things. Was that a conspiracy? I don't think so. The Russians never colluded with Trump. They've been working on this forever. Can't find any proof because there is none. And they're going after all these little ancillary people saying, oh, well, this, that, and the other. And now, George Papalopoulos, he, he came out on Dan Bongino's show and said, oh, I'll tell you everything about what happened. And you can see how he was set up. And if you don't think the federal government sets up people, they do it all the time. I was a fed. You know this, Michael. Correct. Um, the, it's, it's ridiculous what people think. And, I'm the biggest whistleblower because
0: I know how they do and don't think they won't try to do it to me.
2: Sorry about that. I was answering a message here. Many people uh, wanting to talk to me here behind the scenes. I had to answer one of those individuals, and so I apologize. But adding back to what you were talking about in terms of this invasion that we have, I, of course, am in Southern California. Uh, you know that, obviously. I'm right near the Mexican border, and I know what's going on out here. I know, and seeing the corruption it brings on both sides, this is a major issue out here, and I'm certainly not for open borders, to be completely honest with you. And I've always been under the notion of instead of helping outside immigrants, why not help legal citizens, and taxpayers, just everyone. I know that kind of falls into more of a, I guess, social communist philosophy, but I always thought if the government actually cared about the, the normal folks, why, why couldn't they ever the, do anything like that for, for us?
0: The people
3: are the responsibility of the government, the American citizens, whether you have immigrated or you're natural born. That is the purpose of our government. It's not the purpose. Look, USAID, Department of State, all these things are so flippin' corrupt, okay? It, It actually turns my stomach because I've been and seen the internal machinations of this stuff it really turns my stomach and makes me ashamed that, you know, I ever was a cog in that will or at least the grease.
2: Well, you really had no Um, choice to be honest with you.
3: No, I, no, I had a choice. You had a choice. You always have a choice. Yeah. You always have a choice no matter what. Um, and that's why, you know, when I left Afghanistan, I left Afghanistan because I knew what was happening was bad i mean other things were happening too i don't want to get into the whole thing on that but I, i will get into the things that i knew was making it gonna go bad i could see it coming it's like it's like that it's like you're on the 10th floor at a crossroads of a skyscraper and you're seeing the train come and a car move, and they're moving at that perfect speed, and you know he's not going to stop, and neither is the train. You see it coming, but you can't turn away, and that's what it was. And, and when it came, and when it hit, I knew exactly what was happening. And, uh you know, I just was lucky enough that it didn't uh, affect me. You know, I, I got out of it. I was like, this is going to be bad. And it will be bad, trust me. I know it's coming.
2: Yeah, a lot of people think some sort of civil uprising, some sort of clash as well with these individuals trying to get into the country. Do you see it going that way? Because honestly, I, I really don't though.
3: That's what the Democrats want.
2: That's
0: true. That's
3: what the globalists want. They want Americans to go down their arm. I am the first person, and Michael, you've known me a long time. I've always been the first person, well, not a long time, but for a while. And I'm the first person to say, I hate using violence. Have I ever used violence? Of course I have. Um, It's not something I'm proud of. I'm not wearing it on my sleeve. Look at me. I'm Mr. Badass. No, I'm the least person you would think was a badass. Trust me. I'm just a regular guy. And there's regular girls that have applied violence when they needed it. Or they were ordered to do it. I mean, however you want to justify it in your own mind, we all do. But I know what that looks like. It looks like Sarajevo. It looks like Rwanda. Uh The Balkans. This is what that looks like. And unfortunately, you folks don't realize it's, this is not a sticky wet masturbational fantasy to where you think, oh, we're going to, we're, we're, we're antifa. We're going to, we're going to be communists. We're going to crush the fascist. Everybody's not a fascist, but of course Tucker Carlson somehow is. And you got to (laughs) terrorize his wife.
2: Did you see that? Oh yeah. Amazing.
3: And, and the guy who started it all, Tucker actually interviewed.
2: Oh, no shit, I didn't and know that. He gave
3: him a fair, yeah, he gave him a fair shake. It's that freaky looking professor, yeah. This is all gonna come out. I mean, dude, I, every player in every game I know, and you know this about me, you saw my channel and, you know, who, because you're fortunate enough to be with on my page on a certain page, Uh, you saw it shrink in one day, and it's because I I put reality out. I'm not I'm not going to be edited. I'm not going to lie because I had to lie for my fucking government. That you know the little trick that nobody wants to n- talk about is that it's okay for a federal or a state cop. Or anybody with authority over you to lie to you. But if you lie to them federally, that's one thousand one. That's a charge. You lied to a federal agent. But he might have lied to you to get you to lie
0: to him. Think about that, folks. When did this happen? When did that get codified in the law?
3: Now tell me tell me I'm wrong. Look it up. Everybody needs to fucking look shit up, man. They need to know what's going on.
2: Right. And I honestly believe we definitely are at a very critical point in time. Many people have said that on the program, and I think it is a fact that we are definitely at a tipping point in the nation's history. So much going on in such little time. This country is facing multiple conundrums. You've got parts of the world wishing they could wipe us clean. And there are environmental issues going on, and these conflicts brewing with Russia and China. It's almost like we're back in some sort of a time warp.
3: You know what? You want to know about reality on this? Go ahead. Environmental. You brought up environmental. Does China give a fuck about the
2: environment? Hell no.
3: (laughs) Does Africa give a fuck about the entire (laughs) environment? Not at all. Does Russia give a fuck about the environment?
2: Not one iota.
3: Does South America or Mexico give a fuck about their environment? Nay. There we go. So we're the only ones besides Australia and the West that have nice things. This is why we can't have nice things, because we bring in people that don't respect nice things. That's why San Francisco has to have a brown map to tell you where the shit is in the streets and the needles.
2: Yeah, that's terrible, by the way. I do have a friend who lives out there, and almost every, you know, three times a week, he at least steps on human fecal matter. See, that is an issue. Yeah, that's terrible.
0: But can you expect to
3: bring, look, Rome fell, every republic always falls. It's not because of the enemy outside the gate no republic's ever fallen from republic or uh enemies outside the gate they fall from the enemies within and we are allowing ourselves to be invaded and it's changing our voting complexion and when i say complexion that doesn't mean skin so anybody out there wanting to say something complexion means our voting demographics and demographics don't mean skin either
2: By the way, if anyone wants to call in that number, 760-332-8724, let's hear those sweet little voices. That number is 760-332-8724. Don't be shy. It's just me and James here. We won't bite too hard.
3: I'll be right back.
2: Go ahead. And, yes, I've been checking out the chat room here, reading some of your messages. A lot of people fired up in the chat room. And I definitely invite you guys in the chat room to call in with anything you'd like to add here to this conversation. This is a free and open platform, and I'd love to hear any of your feedback. Definitely don't be afraid. Call in. Yeah, Richard should definitely call in. It'd be great to get his opinion on a lot of these things and even star or even um, be silly out there. In the chat room, would love to hear from all of you.
3: That'd be awesome. Yeah, call on in. Yeah, I would love Even to talk disagree, to these people. We can disagree without being disagreeable.
2: Agreed. And actually, I knew I knew someone from San Francisco, and after all these things went on, the election happened, and time went by slowly. I started losing this person as my friend. It's terrible.
3: That that is. That shows you the division bell has been rung.
0: Isn't that terrible? It
3: wasn't wasn't rung by you, and it wasn't rung by that person. It's been rung by the globalists. This has been, look, we can go back to Z-Big. We can go back to all these people who wrote about it. A lot of people don't even know the different books that have been written about what we're living through right now. All the way back to the 1900s.
2: Oh, this is history in the making.
0: Well, it's because it took a 100 years to make this happen. Oh, yeah. I agree. And it's been a slow walk. It's about total control. It is, it is. The Internet, the platforming. Yeah, that's another. Everything. Alex Jones was. Right. Alex Jones was ringing the bell, and he said, I'm the first bellwether. You guys,
3: and he said this plainly, and it was very correct. And I'm not a big AJ fan for all you guys that are going to throw smoke and hate.
2: I think he's but actually he played. This. I think Alex has played his cards right, though, in my opinion.
0: He has. He got he what he wanted. He never said the shit they said he said about Sandy Hook.
2: Understood, but he he got what he wanted. He wanted to become much larger than life, have a even bigger platform, and I believe he's probably accomplishing some of that right now. Maybe not totally in the mainstream, but he basically became the mainstream for a moment there in time.
0: Would you?
3: Okay, here's the question. It's, it's like the, it's like the people.
2: Committee? It's like the people you see on what what's that network called CRTV. Once they go there, you don't fucking hear about those right. people anymore. <laughs> they, they hide them away.
3: Right, but you can go see him. They didn't lose their platform. Neither is Alex. Right, right. And, and there's a bunch of people that repost what he posts. The only thing I ever posted was the time I was on his show. Uh, and I did that before he ever got banned. And, uh, I, I disagreed with him. Oh, wait, you, guess called, what?
0: you called in. Dis,
3: yeah, we okay. disagreed without being disagreeable. Uh And then we came to a commonality. He actually moved to my area on what I told him I disagreed with him on. And he understood. It, it's a fascinating conversation to hear him go, James, you're right. You're right. And this is the thing, man. I mean, there's just too many people out there. That they want to put everybody in a box. Well, that conversation with him, that's why I posted it. And I'm not mirroring the show, but I do record everything I'm on. So for your knowledge, I'm not going to post it. Um, I would love to, but I just don't do that. That's, that's stupid of, of any human being. Uh, but I, I just, If there's a nugget of truth or something that happens, we're Americans, first and foremost. I don't give a shit what your skin color is. I don't give a shit who you're fucking at night. That's your, or during the day. It matters not, unless it's a child on the fucking part. Right. If you fucking ever do that, I have a vehement hatred and That's all I'll say on that. Isn't that? Right. They're trying to normalize that shit too. I can see where the degeneracy is going. And, folks, that's when we will lose our humanity because when you violate a child, folks, you destroy them for life. That's true. That is a globalist agenda.
0: And it's not a Jewish agenda. The Clintons aren't Jewish. How many times did Bill Clinton fly to
3: Lolita Island with Epstein?
2: Yeah, with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Him How and many uh, times
3: did people... Yep.
2: Him and... and uh,
3: it's about blackmail and control.
2: Yeah, from what I understand, also Donald Trump was a part of that. He was good friends with Epstein. That's always something yeah. that has disturbed me as well. One of the issues I've had with trump is the fact that he was so close to jeffrey epstein even going back to the early 2000s and even in an interview he had mentioned that jeffrey epstein's a good guy and he likes women on the younger side
3: yeah but i i, My I think trump i think trump was talking about epstein stooping like 18 year olds in new york as far as i know and i and i Research this?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. I just, uh. Um, I
3: think he went to Epstein's Island one time.
2: He probably has.
3: And I think he never returned because he saw it wasn't just 18, 19, and 20 year olds. Epstein was stooping. And there's no video. If they had it, it would be leaked. There's no video audio of Trump ever saying, let me get busy with that young 14 year old.
2: It's a good thing there isn't. Holy shit.
3: No, there's not. But Epstein had videos, dude. The FBI confiscated all that shit. Epstein's a dirty motherfucker. And, and I agree. And, and, and that's another thing. We will go into this. This is stuff I do know about heavily. When everybody talks about Khashoggi getting assassinated by the Saudis, okay? Adnan Khashoggi... His uncle was the largest arm dealers and featured on Robin Leach's Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous because of how much money he made selling arms. People think that's just bullets and, and pistols and rifles and shotguns. No, that we're talking missiles. We're talking warships. We're talking major shit. That's what Khashoggi's uncle was into, and Khashoggi knew it. And Khashoggi was also, both of them were members of the Muslim Brotherhood. So you want to get self-pious and say, well, he was a reporter. Well, so was Acosta. Everybody's bitching about Acosta. Did he touch her arm? Did he not? Was that fake? No.
0: That's not what you need to focus on. Tucker Carlson, his wife was terrorized. That's where we've devolved. You know what? Acosta is a replaceable cog. He's a
3: he's a media presenter. No more than Michael and I. We just present things. But the reality is, you fuck with my family, ever, and I mean this, there will be an issue. We'll talk. We'll talk however you want to talk. And I can take that level all the way up, and I'm pretty good at what I do.
0: It it
3: amazes me that this is where our dialogue in America has come.
2: Well, yeah, that goes back to a lot of what I've been talking about. and many previous shows, politics has become very dangerous, more so than any other time. And yep. I, I did warn that the U.S. would become the U.K. However, I take it back. The U.S. is already like the U.K. For example, you had that Charlie Hebdo, if you re- remember that, that, yep. that gentleman there, he was murdered over his political inspired cartoons for, and also drawing the prophet Muhammad, if I recall.
0: And it wasn't just shit. It was not just, uh, Charlie Hebdo.
3: Pamela Geller, people forget this. God damn it! I love you, brother, and but you make me remember too much. <laughs> Charlie Hebdo. There was a draw Mohammed thing by Pamela Geller, and she's a a, a ruck maker, or a, a shit uh, stroker for sure. But the thing is, a shit raker, I guess that's a better term. Anyways, a muckraker, whatever you want to call it. Um. Two guys show up to her Draw Muhammad event. They were followed by an FBI agent who was their controller. And uh they drove in. The FBI agent parked his car out there. What happened to that FBI agent? Nothing. Those two guys pulled out their guns and got shot by a security guard who killed them both. And then he drives away. He has no responsibility. He has no ramifications for that. He's probably still working in the FBI. He may be investigating me. He may be investigating you.
2: You got in trouble, Close. if I recall correctly, and we won't have to go too much into detail, but for one of the gigs that you did, you did get an incredible amount of heat, if I recall.
3: Yeah, because they saw a picture of me, which I was not bodyguarding that piece of shit. I was bodyguarding somebody else. Right. But, uh, it got captured by, I, I am the most famous person nobody knows.
2: Exactly. That's, that's the best part that mm-hmm. many people out there even listening to the program, they've actually probably seen you, chances are, but they don't know the name. No. <laughs> that's amazing.
0: It's what I do. It's, it's reality. It's folks. Look. I'm a mellow fellow. A regular American. And you're all American. And I'll fucking die for every one of you. You're not going to think that we differ on politics and I won't stand in front of a bullet for any of you. But what you will find is there are more people that would put a bullet in you than will stand in front of a bullet for you. And... It's a sad state of affairs that we're at this part
3: of our nation's history, because this is like the 1860s, folks. It's never been this bad except for then. And that's why I said there's a hot civil war in the IC, the intelligence community. And there's a cold civil war, and it's starting to go hot. Tucker Carlson is the bellwether. Alex Jones was the bellwether on speech. Look, now they're taking speech. The one thing that decreases the heat is everybody can say what they want. They're now, they're not going after the second amendment now. They're going after the first. The second amendment guarantees every one of those, what you like to call your civil rights. No, those are your bill of rights. It's annotated. In our Constitution and Bill of Rights of what the government the Bill of Rights is nothing more than the handcuff to the government and we have allowed the government to become a corporatocracy and allowed foreigners globalists foreign money when I said the Clintons and globalists foreign money going to these people
0: to make this happen this believe me at your peril I am Ringing a bell and I've got a small voice. But Michael knows what's up. He knows what's
3: happening. And, uh, he may disagree with me vehemently. And guess what? That's okay. We can agree to disagree. And I, I still love Michael like a brother. I think, I think the world of him.
0: You folks need to realize this is how conversations are. It needs to be this way, and it's always been
3: this way. I, growing up in this late sixties, seventies, I never, eighties, I never heard somebody say, don't talk to them, they're a Republican. Don't talk to them, they're a Democrat. Uh, never heard that from anybody in my family or any other family. Never heard that. We're hearing it now.
2: That's amazing.
3: Yeah. It's, it's scary.
2: By the way, hold that thought. There is a caller on the line. Caller, what's going on? Are you there? Are you alive?
4: Yes, sir. I'm just in wait. Um, to the window.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, I would
4: just like to talk about, you know, the political vote on November sixth. I think it was.
2: Yes. Um,
4: you know, I think the political government is, is entertainment as you as you said in the chat section it is po- politics is just entertainment, and they're not Mo- meant for any personal reason or business whatsoever. They're just trying to be an entertaining purpose and an entertaining category for the United States
2: by the way, I do appreciate the the call, but your audio is going up and down for whatever reason um, i.
4: I might have to talk to the speakers a little bit better. Um, I go. might have it up too bad.
2: Oh, you sound good okay. now. Okay. Perfect. And yes, uh, in my opinion, the political realm, uh, for all intents and purposes, is a bit in on the entertainment side.
4: Yes, definitely. Um, as the November sixth election Tuesday, um, it did. It did. You know, it was a kind of a a um a non political move, like um, if you vote, you know, like they say, if you vote, they're going to, like, it will say, if you don't vote, they're, they're going to impeach so-and-so, and then they just say you have to vote. Oh, and that's the, and not – that.
0: yeah, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, they,
3: the, well,
4: the, the whole – Is for the a public example? The,
0: well,
3: the, the whole process of impeachment – is irrelevant because that's not going to happen. Um, they can impeach in the House, but it's got to go to the Senate for a vote, and the Senate's held in. Um, listen,
1: listen, listen, motherfucker.
0: Hello?
2: I have no Hello? idea. We lost that person. They started cussing, and they, they hung up. Uh, Sadly, I, I was enjoying that call, but I, I was too. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. That's weird. Oh, we we have another soul, however, who just called in. What what's going on, caller?
5: What's up, brother? What's up, man? I've uh, been oh. listening to the show for a while. and never called in, so I decided I would.
2: Is this the first time? we call- in Philadelphia. First time caller, long time listener. Yep. Amazing. I, uh, I appreciate that. Awesome.
5: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I was. Uh, what's going on, buddy? I was. I was. I was just thinking, like, um, how he was saying he never heard people saying they'll talk to them, they're Democrat or whatever. Right. And, like, I've just been realizing lately, like, I feel like every day I'm in, I'm in, like, a bad dream or something. It's like, uh, I don't know. Do you, how do you, how do you guys deal with, with the outside world? I mean, I feel like I can't connect with people.
2: Well, at shit. All. Uh, well, that's what I was talking about, especially being out here. Uh, most individuals out there, they see me and they already think, they know everything about me. They assume they know my thoughts and opinions on certain things, and that goes back to the whole identity politics, something that we are facing today. Now, it it all goes back to a lot of things, but I'll keep it short. I definitely come across many individuals who are just shocked at some of my political views, and um, I'm not affiliated to any political party. I'm not a democrat or a republican or even a conservative or any of those things i i definitely don't belong to any of these groups because my opinions are, are all over the place they're a little bit radical and and a lot of in a lot of ways
3: but, you're like i am michael you're an american right and you want what's best for america
2: that's very true
6: and-
3: And what's best is not to create another slave state. We we don't have to go backwards. The progressives say they're progressing. Well, what are you progressing to? Another slave state. And that's my two cents, and I'd love to hear more from your caller.
2: Yeah, definitely we'll hear more from him in in a moment here. He is definitely still on the line with us, and I do appreciate uh, the call, especially a first-time caller that had the balls to call in, I love I love that man. I really respect that.
5: Yeah, I just I don't know. I've uh I've it, been trying to like connect with people it, lately. It is hard. I can't even get a conversation going with anybody, so I decided I would call you guys and you guys can uh can relate.
2: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. And it, it is very difficult uh to talk to individuals today having a having a meaningful conversation. I'm sure you could get the uh you know, the old song and dance sort of banter at your local Starbucks or coffee shop, whatever you'd like to, wherever you like to go, a bar or a restaurant and, and you have these meaningless conversations and I'm sure you get plenty of those in your life, right?
5: Yeah, I can't even like, it's, it's painful to force myself to, you know, chat about the weather or whatever in line at Starbucks. It just kills me. Yeah, I don't it's,
0: know. It's pretty
5: lame. Uh, I feel well, like, I don't know, I feel like we're so far, like, so far gone, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if we could turn this
2: around. I hear you, that's the, I, the, 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 that's the problem we have with society today. Uh, the masses are completely oblivious to what's going on. They're much more focused on things that don't necessarily matter in life. And yeah. especially if, if you're trying to find, like, a woman per se, you have a conversation oh, yeah. with her about certain things, and I'm sure you're probably having uh, maybe, I'm assuming, I'm making an assumption here, and I'm completely sorry if um, I'm judging you here, by, if, if you think so. But I would have to imagine when you're talking to, let's say, a woman, she's, you know, you're, you're having a bit of difficulty uh, connecting with her. But sometimes you have to, you know, dumb yourself down just a little bit. And you have to do that for a lot of people out there and talk to them with uh a, a pair of gloves per se. You have to psychologically put yourself in this mindset where you have to really watch what you're saying to these individuals and be a step or two ahead of them uh, mentally. Really.
0: Well, yeah, definitely. Y- Especially is as... <laughs> it's a little bit it's
5: I, I, a little I bit really,
2: manipulative, but it's true.
5: I re- I really noticed this uh when I was using Instagram because I would post pictures and then I would put like a little maybe like a philosophical thought or some kind of musing along with it. And people started like saying I was like a weirdo or like they they couldn't comprehend what I was putting there because it wasn't like a, uh you know, cookie cutter, you know, uh little little quote or something that you see on Facebook all the time. It was actual like a paragraph of. Of deep thoughts and they couldn't even like read it and comprehend what I was saying. Oh, there you At go. At that point I was like, wow. Well, there you go. You have to understand, <laughs> well, you have to
2: understand the ladies that you're talking to. They are definitely in that mindset where they only have their, their peers and social media to get their ideas from. They are NPC types basically.
3: Social media is a, is a disease and we all have to live in it. Okay. This is for real. This is me talking to you real, brother. Uh, it's a disease, but the thing is, is put your thoughts out. Be who you are, because the more you speak, it's a pressure valve. It's like a pressure cooker. If I have a pressure cooker and I'm cooking some beautiful chicken, like I love to cook, or if I'm cooking a pork hind in a pressure cooker, there's a release valve. And that makes sure the the pressure cooker doesn't explode and scald everybody in the room. And you have to think of speech that way. That is you and every American have to look at speech that way. It's that precious. Remember, the English had an issue with us having printing presses. That was the Internet of the, of the day. They also had an issue with us having guns. That was the issue of that day. What has come about again? It's the there's everything old is new. There's nothing new under the sun, brother. And that's what I I I, I wish the other color would have stayed on a little longer because I didn't hear I, I didn't. She flipped hear, out. I she don't, was making good points.
2: She was talking that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was actually a great call. But then she went. Yeah. Uh, a little nuts there, and then started cursing, and then hung up.
6: Uh, I remember the one time I the, uh,
5: <laughs> the drunk guy was talking about getting uh, touched at his job or whatever? Oh.
2: Remember that one? Oh boy, yes, do I. <laughs> That's something else, right? Holy shit! Yep. Yeah, you you never know what's gonna happen here, man. Even I get.
5: Yeah I, hey, I noticed. Uh, I noticed something really weird though. I wanted to bring up like. Um, so like, you know, say I have the TV blasting all the time, you know, my mom right. and the people around me just wouldn't say anything. Well, ever since I started listening to podcasts and, you know, things like that in the beginning, she like, after a while, she freaked out and was like, turn off that conspiracy stuff. It's making me sick. It's giving me a headache. And it was almost like she was somehow programmed to have a negative reaction to, to hearing that kind of information. And after it's been about two years now and like now she actually is completely on the other side of the fence and sees what's going on and actually understands it, which is good. But I feel like she, I had to like break some type of programming that she somehow had. And I think that's what's different now than in the past. Well, they have some type of advanced programming that they're doing.
3: It's not advanced. It's, this has been going on. Look, the CIA infiltrated. I'm not speaking at school. Michael Vouch on that, Uh, they have had something called Operation Mockingbird, and it even infiltrated local news. If you disbelieve me or him, go to Jay Dyer's podcast and listen to that. I mean, there's lots of it on YouTube. It's all free, so you're not paying for something. But there's a reason. This is something before I ever knew Jay Dyer. That's why I don't have a TV in my house, is because there's a reason why it was always called, even in the 80s, 90s, uh, 70s, and 60s, television programming. There's a reason why they yeah, called I was, it. Like,
5: I always had a natural aversion to it. Like, the first time I ever went into a yeah. church, I just felt nauseous, like I had to get out. And whenever I had the TV on, I just felt just just unsettled. I would just have like natural aversions to things that are that are not what they seem to be. I'm a little bit worried about my niece. She uh she's three and she sits around on YouTube watching this thing called Peppa the Pig, and it's like these like like ridiculous cartoons that just blabber and stuff. I don't know what type of programming they're probably doing, but my my aunt has no idea. If I tried to tell her to stop letting her go on the iPad, she she'd think I was nuts.
2: Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> you say that. There's lots of these strange, pedophile-type channels on YouTube.
5: they like really bizarre stuff, like, just, and like little kids are just stumbling upon, and it's really creepy.
2: Oh hell yeah! And my channel's demonetized, and I don't have anything of that sort going on over here on this side of heaven yet. My stuff gets taken down without notice sometimes.
5: That's crazy. I- yeah, I but noticed that there's like bootleg movies on on YouTube that are monetized that have yeah. been on there for like two years. Yeah. I don't understand how they haven't been taken down.
2: Yeah, it's really ridiculous. Lots of channels are being taken down that don't even deserve that sort of treatment. Yet, breastfeeding videos are are totally fine. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that, but I, I do have a problem with with the channel, with my channel and other channels being demonetized for nonsense.
3: Yeah, and it's all nonsense. Everything that you're seeing happen is nonsense. Honestly, um, I I didn't monetize mine because there's a reason for it. Look, if I'm monetizing, if people want to give me something, I'll tell them how to give it to me. I don't. I've not done it yet, and I don't need to. But the issue to me is even greater, it's it's just about get your voice out there. And I give voice to people, and we'll have long chats. Me and Michael, Mike, have we not had a five-hour chat before that was not recorded? It, It exists nowhere, but we have had epic long chats. And every American knows the key to solving every problem that we have. But it's not until you actually have an honest conversation. It usually takes about an hour of conversation. You have to invest that time. And then after that hour, then the bullshit from both people flow away. And you start having honest conversation. I had a great conversation today with a brother I've known for years. And it was just something that had to happen. And... This is a part of that conversation. I'll just give you a snippet. You know, I was like, my aunt, who was born in the turn of the century, was, uh and she died in the 70s. Um Not a real aunt. She just was a friend of the family. But the way I grew up, because I'm a bastard, um you had, my mother had friends who were older who used to watch her who watched us when we were kids, and she would smack the table, and she'd say, James, everybody has the N-word. I'm not going to say it on your radio show, even though I know it's not edited. Everybody has an N-word in their wood pile. And <laughs> that meant that no American is pure, no matter what they say. I'm half Dago and half German. You know, um, I've enjoyed my life and everybody should enjoy their life. That's what America is. It's about if you, man, you young people, I just love you guys because I have a, a son who's serving now and, and I still do my thing, whatever it is. And uh these young people. Everybody wants to write them off. They're not all snowflakes. They, there's a lot that get it. And there's a lot that, once you boil it down, even, even on the alt-right side, when you talk to those people that are on their alt-right side, first off, they're just trolling on the internet just for funds, for laws, right? And they're, and they're just having a good time. They're not the people who are a problem. The people who are a problem are the kind of people that will show up at Tucker Carlson's house, they'll show up at Michael's house, they'll show up at my house, or maybe even your house. Just for calling in, they have to search and find out who you are, dox you, and then even make you lose your job. It's ridiculous. And that's what Americans should all push back on because the last I look we can say whatever the fuck we want and it should not affect you at all politically
2: that's very true and also uh individuals really need to learn how to pick and choose what gets them emotionally charged yep that's that's the key uh to most of life out there you really have to pick and choose what really drains you and You really do have to have a sense of humor in life, or else you're kind of fucked.
3: Yeah, man. I mean, (laughs) think about how epic some of our talks were. were. We're laughing and joking. That's true. I can't remember any of them, but most of them end up just us joking around about normal, everyday life. And guess what? I don't give a shit what your melanin content is, how big your nose is, what your religion is. I don't give a shit about any of that. I give a shit. Do you make me laugh? Do you, are you a human being? Are you able to have a conversation? That's what Michael's about. That's his channel. This is his channel. He's a good man. And there's lots of good men and good women out there. And I, I understand the frustration of the young. They're like, chef, you don't understand. There's nothing but thoughts out there now. I say go look where you don't want to think you have to look. Go to a church. Go to an NRA convention. Find the type of woman that holds at least the same basic interests that you do and has the same belief because that's what will hold a marriage together. Look, Anthony Weiner married Uma Abidi.
2: Oh, my God. You
3: married a Muslim. Guess where they're at now? Not married. It was never going to last.
2: That Anthony Weiner. your name is your destiny.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, his Weiner was his destiny. Anyways, I'll shut up. I want to hear more from the caller because he's, he's ringing the same bell that I know and we've talked about
5: before. Yeah. All uh-huh. right. I'm kind of wondering where, what, what are, what's the police state like where you guys are? Cause I know where I'm at. I'm like petrified of the police. A few years ago, I was walking down the street, minding my own business and I was walking by a cop car and all of a sudden the door swings open and this big gorilla jumps out. I'm pretty sure he had to have been on coke. He was, he, he jumped out like Rambo and he started rifling through my pockets and he put me in the back of the car and he was like screaming in my face and I'm like, and I felt like I was like, I felt like I was like tripping. I was like, well, what the hell is going on right now? I was like, what are you doing, man? And he's like accusing me of all this weird stuff and like making up shit. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So like he ended up taking and impounding my car because I was like, I was walking to my car, sir. I'm going home. And he's like, oh, that's your car. Can, can I search it? And I was like, no. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to impound it and then we'll search it. And I was like, whatever. So they impounded it. And they took me to the jail. I had to spend the night in jail and they, they made up all these charges. They said, they said I had obstructed a train because I was, I was walking like 30 feet next to the train tracks and they like made up all this stuff. And I basically, you know, I couldn't do anything. I just had to hire a lawyer and we went to court and they dropped it down to disorderly conduct. And it cost me like four grand. And like, wow. yeah, that was the day I really, really woke up. I was like, wow, that guy could have like shot me and said I had breached where it's And, no one would have fucking, you know, believe me.
3: Well, I'll tell you Just
0: this.
5: Like...
3: I'll tell you this as a, as a former Fed. You do have the ability to do 1984 color of law. That exists. It's on the books. Reagan actually put that on the books. If you want to know what Reagan was like in actuality, look to Trump. And you file it, you have to federal, even if it's a state or a local guy, you have to file a federal lawsuit on that. You better have everything in a line, everything clear, better not piss hot, uh, better not be drunk when they did it and all this stuff. But the thing is, you have an avenue of retribution against the government. You can always take that shit up. And that's what the Supreme Court's for. It's not for a, a – a, you didn't bake a, a cake for a gay couple. That wasn't what that was for. It was for the Americans to have redress. You're allowed to have a redress. Get older, your congressman. I don't know how many years ago it was. You better make sure it stays and the statute of limitations, but you have redress. And too many Americans, and you can do it federally, too. Everybody says you can't sue the feds. Yes, you can. Trust me, I've been sued. Um, it's okay. And I didn't hate on the people who sued me. I knew they were wrong, and I knew that it would go nowhere, but that's because I followed the Constitution. And most cops do. You happen to have a cop that didn't.
2: Yeah, he was a dick. And, I don't think he had to go that far, yeah, he was a Cox but movie. but you you pissed them it off though. Like, you you probably said something. See, like,
5: I, like I was like I was thinking in my head I was like did I like bang this dude's girlfriend or like I like he I I didn't know this guy and he was treating me like I like you know <laughs> right you was you like a,
2: you probably mean, said something right you probably said something that that just pissed them off probably. And you never know he was probably I'd be
5: interested. uh Yeah you should you should have one of those guys on you know um the 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 one part of the conspiracy world that I'm still not all the way straight on is is that whole legal legal system legally straw man yada yada stuff, and like whether or not you know certain certain like uh municipal courts are even like legit and have have like jurisdiction uh And like, uh, how you can like detach yourself from your straw man and all that stuff. I don't know like what to believe or, you know, anything. Look. I know Crew Crew 777 had a guy on, but he was really like all over the place and I didn't really, I don't know, it didn't really help me understand too much better.
3: You're, you're talking about the Court of Admiralty with the yellow fringe on the flag. Okay. I know where you're going with this. Look. There's an old adage. Um, They can always put you in jail. A court, any court can put you in jail, okay? Your only duty, and everybody listening, your only duty is to realize you can go to jail. The thing is, behave, be mellow, and then go after them later. Adam Kokesh did it the perfect way. He got arrested doing his little protest, and he went after him in his own way. Look, start your own YouTube channel. Start, you know, start outing injustice. It's your American right. I don't give a shit who you are, Unless, unless you go violent. Once you go violent, then everything changes. The whole complexion of it changes. Yeah, the It's voice like self
5: your whole and, thing.
3: Yeah, I'm happy that you called in, and I'm thrilled with everything you said because that's the key to America. The key to America is we're we're not handcuffed. The government is. They may get you. In a court of law. But that's why you have Terry versus Ohio, which is the Miranda law. You always have the right to remain silent. You don't have to talk to the police, ever. Unless you choose to, and, and that's a bad decision, usually. So, that's my two cents. Uh But yeah, a court, look, it may be illegitimate, but the reality is and and I know about the capitalized name your you know everything about that I understand because it's true that's not a bullshit thing but the thing is you can't fight the system but you can slowly change it all of us can and I I want that system changed because I don't want my son there was not a slave state when I grew up. If you only knew the freedom we had in the 70s and 80s and 90s even, and I've seen the slow creep, and everybody will always say that Bill Clinton started political correctness. No, you know who started it? And me and Michael have had this conversation before offline, maybe even online. I can't remember. Um Political correctness started with George Bush's thousand points of light speech where we have to have a kinder, gentler, gentler, more political, (laughs) correct society.
0: And everybody wants to push that on Clinton. Clinton implemented everything Bush wanted. We have a one party and until now with Bush, this is why... You look at, you look
3: at who everybody hates, there's a reason. Because they're changing things. They hated, I remember Ronald Reagan being called Grandpa Caligula. (laughs) And Tipper Gore, Tipper Gore, Al Gore's wife, who he divorced, wrote a book. You can go find it. Raising PG Kids. I've read the book. In an X-rated society, the most moralistic person is now like,
0: rub my fifth chakra. You know, it's all bullshit. (laughs) I love that, by the way. Yeah. So that's my two cents, brother.
5: Like I was, I was born in 87, but I, like I remember like in 95, it was, it was totally different than it is now. And, uh, once I, once I got a job in this, in this city and I was working around like the, uh, like the, uh, hipsters or whatever, they were all like social justice warriors and I never really encountered them in, in real life before. And then like I started getting in conflicts at work because I would say stuff and they would like get all, get all bent out of shape about it. <laughs> yes. You gotta was, be careful. And the place I worked at, like, uh, every Friday they would, they would bring beer in, so we'd get all drunk and so.
2: (laughs) Hey (laughs) man, I I like that. Sounds like a good time. I'd
5: get all drunk and start, and start saying like stuff to piss, piss off the social justice warriors.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a great time.
3: 87, I was already in the military for what? Two years. So I'm 50, bro. Um, you're, you're not wrong. Michael's not wrong. I'm not wrong. Society shifted and it's wrong and we have to correct. And that's all I'll say.
0: Yeah, you're right. on. Uh, that I'm going to,
5: uh, I'm going to drop I'm going to drop off. I'm going to let you guys
0: you do your
2: thing man.
5: Continue. Uh, Michael, I just want to say, I really, you know, I really like your show and the format and, uh, you know, I really like the whole intro with the, with the rain uh noise and ah, everything's yes. yeah, awesome, man. Keep it up.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for the call. I really do appreciate that. Definitely don't be a stranger. And call in whenever you'd like, my friend. I'd love to hear back from you.
5: All right. Sounds great. I, I'll call in again, definitely. Yes,
2: yeah, and stay safe out there. Follow the police's orders. You don't want to get shot.
5: <laughs> no. All right. Yep. You guys take care.
2: All right, brother, take care. be safe. All right, you too bye-bye, all right, bye-bye.
0: Mike, and there out he goes all, at out
3: of all the shows you've done, Brother. This has got to be the best because get to the points you want to get to because this show so far, in my opinion, my humble opinion that I've been on. I've heard that before. Actually. I had to throw that yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, thanks, bro. Give me a flashback. Uh, Jesus. We used to call it premature. We used to, when I was out at combat outpost telecon, we called it premature, uh, explosion because they would, they'd get fueled up on opium and, uh, hash and Ooh. then all of a sudden strapped the belt on them run towards the gate and about a 100 yards from us (laughs) they would start yelling that and they'd blow themselves up where nobody's going to get hurt it's hilarious shit man but
1: (laughs) but, uh,
2: good Lord. lord so you were hearing a lot of that yeah
6: Oh, well, here's a rifle fire after.
2: Good Lord. I can't even imagine hearing that on a daily basis.
3: Well, it wasn't daily, but it would happen. But it would happen. Just premature explosion instead of ejaculation.
2: Premature explosion. Amazing. Yeah, that's something else. And, of course, going back to the whole issue right now that we're seeing... Um, with, with all these facets in the media right now, and, of course, you did see Tucker Carlson uh, getting attacked there. I haven't really even talked about that, but that that is tremendous to see that sort of thing happen to g- going back to when I mentioned that religion almost is a new form. uh Politics is a new form of like religion, in my opinion, is what yep. I mean. And it's it's very true. It's very strange to see. And I'm even tongue-tied even talking about that sort of thing because so many different thoughts are going through my head about this. And, again, Tucker is not someone who I personally like, in my opinion. I, I, I do have a lot of issues with a lot of the things that he does say. But, you know, Tucker is a troll, and that's why he's on Fox News. He's from San Diego. Yep. I I know people that – kind of know him in a way so you know I don't want to get too much into that but let's say people know people and for sure he's a troll
0: look but that's we're okay all trolls. we're but that's all fine. trolls we're all trolls
3: the thing is with the internet culture is that everybody can troll everybody right. and that's okay That was voice. That was speech. When you cross the line from speech to violence, you have crossed a sacred line in America. And, you know, even on the floor of the house, that's happened in the past, where people were beat to death or near death with a
0: cane. But that happened in the 1860s, folks. Pre-Civil War. Do
3: you not see where this is going? Trump, if nothing else, he's elucidating where we're at culturally.
0: President Trump has done a lot of good for America, at least To open their eyes. And red pill people. And.
3: I love when they call him anti-Semitic. Yeah his wife married. Or his not wife. His daughter married a Jew. And they have Jewish kids. They're his grandkids. Yeah he's real
0: anti-Semitic. He's the one who opened up. The embassy in Jerusalem. So. What. That's like saying. Everybody used to say, Nixon this, Nixon that. And then all of a
3: sudden, guess who opened up the gateway to China? It was Nixon. Who had a Chinese premier wearing a cowboy hat next to him at a rodeo. You, you, you folks, you, you, the problem is it's all fast fashion, the Depeche Mode. This is what they're selling.
2: Uh, by the way. Another soul has joined us here, uh, James, and I believe they might have a question for you. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Hello, James? Yep. Good evening. Can you hear me? Good evening. Yeah, I hear
7: you. Oh, okay. Uh, what is your consonant idea of where we are and where we are going now uh there is so much going on for sure but i would like to get a kind of a uh oh crap i can't talk um a bit of a summary and then maybe i'll make a comment but you have spoken so well about so many things tonight, but I want to get kind of a a, a summary of where you are right now with everything.
3: Okay, I don't know your name, sorry. Oh
7: um, uh Star.
3: Okay, Star. Um here's my two cents on it. We're at a precipice and we can avoid this. We can absolutely avoid this and it, and it should be avoided. um We're on a precipice of Bosnia, Herzegovina or
0: Rwanda uh a war at doorbell level, or we will have to come together and realize
3: look i I've lived my entire life in war. I was born in 68, um, November 9th, the 9th of all. Oh. Uh, yeah.
7: Well, I have a birthday coming up in four days.
3: <laughs> awesome. So you're another scorpion.
7: Damn straight. Uh,
0: damn straight, girl. And our nature is to confront and to be honest. And forthright.
3: That is what a Scorpio does. Yeah. And uh I think honesty, honest conversation, not editing ourselves like these youngsters want
0: us to do. Um that's one of the keys, honestly. I I think
3: Yes. I don't know if we can avoid this. I, I there, Tim Poole, he's another YouTube guy, and he's a liberal, just like Dave Rubin. I listen to all these people, and it's because I get their temperature, and they're worried about the same things I am, and you are, Star. Uh How do we avoid this? We've now gone to the corporatocracy of media, meaning Tucker Carlson, which Michael has talked about just a minute ago. We're now going to their houses and threatening their wives. What's the next thing? And I'll tell you something that happened in Bosnia. Um, The police chief was doing his job, doing what he was doing. I can't get into specifics, but all of a sudden he comes home. His baby has been bayoneted by a knife. Into his closet door.
7: Oh, my God. No, and I his wife's... That. Yeah, that's terrible. Lit.
0: No, this happened. This is real. Um... And that's what he walked home to. So...
3: Star... When I say it's a war at doorbell level... Yes. Um... That's what they're pushing, and it's being done by the globalists. Yes. But the youthful
0: idiots, remember what Khrushchev, hold on, hold on. It wasn't, yeah, yeah, it was Khrushchev, who said,
3: we'll defeat you without firing a shot. You'll destroy yourselves. And all republics fall from within, not from without.
7: Okay. Oh, I did not hear that about the... Uh, Bosnia incident and you know what the first thing I would want to do is go find out who did that and kill them and everything around them but it was done that would fall right into the trap that is what's going on right now it's the divisiveness making people hate each other yes those who killed that child definitely need to be punished period No no argument there. They need to be hung up by their hoo-ha by a piano string over a sewage pit. Okay, that's them. But I'm talking about us right now. There is a force, a factor that is driving people against each other using the most Insipid hatred for the most irrelevant things. And if you can start small, like little angst and annoyances and work your way up, a little bit piles up on the little bit until all of a sudden that emotion has collected and the next little bit gets a boobah response instead of a normal, oh, my God, response. So that's what's going on and the answer I do believe is paying attention to what, uh, who and who is trying to trigger you and what are they using. And if it takes just ignoring that, like I don't have TV, I do not watch mainstream media and I'm very picky about who I do watch because I know what triggers me, and I know which ones I can control and which ones can kind of get to me. And so it's like being in a workout gym. you got to work your way up to uh, being stronger than the trigger. But you have to be aware of the trigger.
3: Does that make
7: sense? Yeah, it
3: does. It's all about control. That's why I said the thing, TV Programming. This is why they're going after all of everybody on social media, YouTube, uh, they're going after it on the radio, everybody wants to get sponsors, this, that, and the other. Uh, they want to control what you get because right. now they don't have control and they are scrambling to get that damn control. Exactly. And,
7: See what they're and, doing on YouTube.
3: Yeah. YouTube, Facebook, uh, Gab. Look at what they did to Gab.
7: I don't God, know Gab so well. I don't know.
3: Gab's Gab's not a Nazi site. They that's what they sell. They're they they brought that up because of the shooter, the shooter happened to be on Gab. But how many shootings that have been live live streamed on Gab, on YouTube, on Twitter? It's happened to all these social media sites, and they always cooperate with the authorities. But they have to go after Gab and say, oh, it's a Nazi site. No, it's not. Look, everybody is a Nazi. I'm a Nazi. Mike's a Nazi. You're a Nazi. Because we disagree with them.
7: Wouldn't you like to be a Nazi, too? Yeah, in, in, the, in, the,
3: in and <laughs> I, I love the Dr. Pepper representation, by the way, the Star, that made me laugh. I, but, I was
7: kidding. I would not like to be a Nazi. I no, don't I, I know that.
3: I know that. I know that. But here's the problem. Everybody's a Nazi, so nobody's a Nazi. So okay. now you don't have a line of delineation to figure out who is a real Nazi.
7: Okay, when, before that. we go any further, what is your de- delineation of Nazi? What are we talking about here so I understand?
3: It's a National Socialist German Workers' Party. It's NASDAQ. N- National okay. Socialist Deutsches abit And that is the actual, what they were. They were National Socialists. So when Trump said he was a nationalist, oh
7: my Nationalist God.
3: just means he's in, no, gotta a, no, you got to listen. Yeah, you got to listen yeah. These guys called the Hodge brothers, two black gentlemen. They're twins. I have a twin sister. Uh these two twins are awesome. And they were both former Marines, by the way, simplified today. Happy birthday. uh but here's the thing about them. They're like, Oh, he's a national Nash- Oh, national. Nash- he's, he's not no no and and it's hilarious to listen to this. I could pull it up and play it, I guess, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fuck That's with okay. Michael's show. But it's hilarious, and you had the exact thought that every American should have. It's okay to be a nationalist. Americanism, exactly. Americanism is about America and her people. Exactly. We're not a fatherland, we have a motherland. And when they say the patriarchy, okay, cool. Say the patriarchy all day long. We have a motherland. How does that fit? It doesn't. It's because, remember, national socialist? Socialist is a key. That's left wing. Communist, that's left wing. malice, left wing. But they always want to say national socialist or right wing. It doesn't make sense, and it can't make that's sense. That's an oxymoron,
7: actually. It is.
0: It is. So, you're, you're not wrong. You're completely correct. It breaks my heart, what I see
3: now. Okay. And I'm a I'm 50-year-old man, and it breaks my heart. I I'm,
7: saying I, my age.
3: I live in Ohio, and I cannot believe what I've even, at least Ohio, nothing changed. This last election didn't change shit.
7: Did Jen afford isn't Jim Jordan uh Ohio? David?
3: Yeah, he's from Ohio. Yeah, he, he's reelected. Yeah. Yes. Nothing changed. Good. But the Congress changed. So you're going to see, what you'll see is it's going to go in the Congress, uh the House. Right. What you'll see is uh they're going to stop uh all the investigations on Hillary and everything. That wow. will stop there. It won't yes, stop but in the, the Senate.
7: Senate. The Senate, it won't stop. It because won't. Senate. We got the Senate.
3: Yeah, but it won't stop in the Senate, but it'll stop in the Congress. And they're going to be able to go after more ma-Russia. Ma-Russia. Everything's ma-Russia with Trump. And there's nothing to stand on it.
0: So that's my two cents on it. I, thanks, thanks, awesome.
7: I'm sorry, I, I missed that last part.
3: I said thanks, that was an awesome call.
7: Oh, right. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I guess that's goodbye. Okay. Oh, uh, no, no,
3: no, 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 it wasn't, I was just saying thanks, that was an awesome
7: question. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think our president is doing the right thing. Just because he doesn't tell us everything he's doing, I think is extra cool because there are those who would take whatever action he wants to take to pit it against him. He is very wise on not saying what we're going to do, what our military is going to do. That is the absolute reason we have military security, not from previous administrations that were using that against we Americans, we the people. Trump is we the people. I've never seen a president who gets down and gets his hands dirty as he does. Yep. Yes. He gets right in there with we Americans. Blue, white collar doesn't matter. He gets in there and he lifts and places beams and puts in bricks and brings supplies to people who have been flooded out or tornado or hurricane, whatever. He is in there. He is an American, and he does what Americans do. And one of the things I love so much about when he was campaigning is he supported his own campaign. He did not use lobbyists. In fact, he told the lobbyists to go fuck themselves. He supported himself. So he owes no one. And also, he, he was a <laughs> part of retirement. He was ready to say, okay, here, all, here's all the stuff I've earned through my life. I've got paradise, man. I'm uh, Oh, wait, what, America's going down the tubes? Hit. I'm there. He, and he gave that he up to be ridiculed, slandered, smacked at, yep. with all that other shit, plus his family. Because he is an American patriot, and that's why I love Trump. And
3: he's a man. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. Trump, like you said, everything you said, brings back, and if you're near my age or close to it or whatever, it matters not. I don't want to know. I'm not asking. The important (laughs) part is he yeah, the important part is he reminds me so much of Reagan because Reagan got they he was gonna dissolve the bank, the national bank we have, which is the Federal Reserve. Right. And John Hinckley, who has ties to the bushes, people forget this stuff. I don't I don't my mind's a trap. I've lived through this. He was and
7: the failed
3: assassin, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but he got, he's the only presidential assassin ever in life that gets weekend
0: visits to mama while she was alive. Wow. And, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. And, you guys, it
3: just boggles my mind. That you think this everything's not choreographed, but uh-huh. Reagan Reagan wasn't choreographed, and Trump isn't.
7: No, he's and
3: not. He's not. He's off script. What is. Yeah, well, yes, it, it's all being done. But see, the American people, for the most part, see that. That's why you see CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS. Their number's going down. Fox is starting to get on it just because they want their their clicks, their views. But the thing is, all media, like you're listening to tonight, we tell the truth. And Trump does, just like you said, get down in the muck and the mire. And if you want to fuck with him, he'll fuck with you right back. And that's why I'm so glad Acosta got shoved out because he's a piece okay. of shit and that exactly. scumbag. It's all about him. It'd be like me coming on Michael's show and making this all about me. It's not about me. It's about you, his listeners, and him. Exactly. So I'll, I'll shut myself down now.
7: Well, I guess I will, too. Yeah, Mike, thank you for
2: the call, by the way. Rock.
7: Mike, you rock. Thank you for the shows that you've been giving us and are giving us. And keep up the good work. Got your back, ma'am.
2: Oh well thank you very much and, and I really appreciate the call. We'll talk again.
7: Okay. Probably next segment.
2: No problem. Uh, Mahalo. Uh,
7: my bull. Bull.
0: So where you wanna go Hello, next? Man! Hello I
3: Hello I I had to hear it again. Yeah, you just wanted to trigger me. (laughs) It's not going to happen.
2: I just wanted to hear it. It It's good. I love you, bro. It's all good. But yes.
3: Believe it or not, (laughs) folks, when me and Mike are talking, the drops come freely from me and him. But I, I love it. It's all good, brother.
2: Yeah, I I really appreciate you playing along with the bit here. And I know I'm preaching to the choir, however it must be said time and time again, the foundations of the nation completely were flipped on its head on 9-11. The country has never actually recovered from that point, I truly believe, very much like the economical meltdown of 2008, which personally I I feel has – we really have not even – Recovered from that, it's really disgusting how it went all how it all went down. And if that wasn't a wake-up call, no. I, I don't know what is. And um, I have to be honest with you, every time I hear these large sums of cash being thrown around, I can't help but think, how do we even have this sort of money? I thought the country was in dire debt, uh, very much like the radio industry. But that's a whole other story.
3: It's the banks, guy.
2: Right. Come on. I refer Come back on. to uh, what Bernie Madoff said, paying them back with money that wasn't there, as he put it himself so nicely. Mm-hmm. But you also have to and keep in mind, uh, James, those who scold others for running to the government for a free handout, uh, they themselves are running to the government for a free handout. Corporate America has always loved grants and aid, loan guarantees, and other state and federal uh subvisions. Yep.
3: It, it, that, that's been the case. The banks right. got bailed out. My God. Uh in and, and Amazing, you know,
2: right? It's truly amazing that this shit right here is things that you won't hear on the mainstream uh the mainstream media whatsoever.
0: The Bank of International Settlements still exists. It's just been renamed. And people they don't understand, Michael.
3: Honestly, brother. They don't understand everything old is new. There's nothing new under the sun. These are all biblical terms. And you think sodomy didn't exist before? You know, I'm queer, I'm here, and I'm in your face? No. it It's always existed, and, and it's always been there, and we've always accepted people like that. You know, uh when I talked about my auntie, my Uncle Opie, uh, he was as queer as a $3 bill. He dated Paul Lynde. That's a fact. Really? From the Hollywood Squares, yeah. And one time, me and my twin sister didn't get out of the house quick enough to go over to the Jenkins house. And uh Paul Lynde came in to see his boyfriend, you know, Uncle Opie. Opie. And, uh...
0: All of a sudden uh he was like, Ow, children. Balls of steel. And, yeah. It was stupid. But, you know, I was a
3: kid, what was I, five or six when I had hey, been young. Yeah, I was very young. And That's he was a furrier. Opie was a furrier, a well known furrier here in Ohio. In central Ohio. And in his Pontiac, I'll never forget that white Pontiac, Uh he had leopard, actual leopard skin seats in it. And he had done that himself. And that car stayed in that garage when he passed away in 75 or 76. Uh Maybe 77. Yeah, I think it was in 77. Spirit of 77 uh two hundred year anniversary of the United States um when he passed away, that car stayed in that garage until the garage fell in on that car and uh you know that there's stuff everybody thinks everybody hates homosexuals. Everybody knows homosexuals, some maybe and I consider Uncle Opie and Aunt Edie my family,
2: yeah, they're I, in our families, some of them, yeah, at least,
3: I don't care, you know, he never diddled me. I feel bad for people who get diddled, you know, we've had conversations about stuff, sure, and uh, it's just um, like I
0: said. That kind of stuff destroys kids, but at least the homosexuals back then understood. And he served in the Navy, by the way. He
3: served. We've now crossed, uh, to
0: 1111. So let me be the first on your podcast to wish every veteran not a happy, it's not a happy Memorial Day. Or, uh,
3: uh, Veterans Day. It's not a happy Veterans Day. But what I want to wish you is a Veterans Day where you remember our
0: fallen brothers, um,
2: and, uh. Yeah, for sure. I support it.
0: Yeah, and have
3: a drink and pour some on the graves that your brothers Their finest drink they love, pour it on their grapes. Love that. uh, That's all I'll say.
2: Amen. Mm. Well, I do want to thank you so much for being a part of the program. It's been an interesting time. It's been a very entertaining and informative time. We had some great calls right there for you. I thought we had a great time, all of us here.
0: Indeed. I I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah,
3: I did. I, I always enjoy talking to you. So. Yeah. And I really. The callers just added some, a new spice. Yeah. That it. was fun. Right. Yeah.
2: Some great calls there. And again, I really do appreciate you being on the program. It's been a great time and we're going to hit a break right now. And when I return your calls and James, I got to say again, thank you so much for your service and hanging out with me here tonight. It was a great chat.
3: I'll always be here for you, brother. You know that.
2: Thank you, man. I really, really appreciate that. You are a saint and a good man.
3: I'm not a saint. (laughs) I am the furthest from a saint, but I I try to be a good man.
2: I am the fallen. Don't worry. I am uh, the fallen here. That's okay. So once again, thank you so much for being a part of the program. We'll talk again on the flip
0: side. All right, See my you friend. then.
3: I'll listen to it on YouTube. All right, bye. I'll go look and find it. God uh, bless. God
2: bless. Bye. Take care. Good night. Be safe. You too. Right, bye bye. And there he goes, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, right now we will go on a little break. A very well deserved break. Everyone hang tight. For round two. Stay tuned. And welcome back to the program. So glad to see so many faces out there, good and bad. Now joining me now is another soul. You might be familiar with him. Maybe, maybe not. Joseph, are you alive? Yeah, I'm here, brother. How you I don't know if anybody's familiar with me, though. How you doing, man? It's been a while since I've talked to you. Yeah, I think the last time I talked to
6: you, you were on my show. And we had a blast. It was fun. That's right. I was on your show. Yeah. So I've been listening to the, uh, the political, the politics and stuff, man. I, I
2: got to tell you, it strikes the nerve with people. That's for sure. Yeah. That's why I talk about it. To be honest with you, I know it's something that really does bother people. I know it's the new religion for a lot of individuals out there. And I like it because it's controversial. It gets many people fired up. Yeah. And I like that sort of thing. I really do like to, uh, stir the shit up.
6: Right. Well, you know, I was looking at the calendar and this is kind of weird. What happened? Well, I've got an outlook calendar that I used to book for everything and it's got everybody's, you know, holidays on it, but Veterans Day, uh, for some reason has a little parentheses beside it and says observe. None of the other holidays say that on this calendar. So why do they even put that in there? Is it on the edge of not being observed or something? I don't know.
2: Yeah. That's kind of weird. It's a little odd. Yeah, I didn't Hallow, know
6: Halloween, that. election day, uh, Thanksgiving day, day after Thanksgiving. They got all this, you know how they put that stuff in the calendars automatically. Well, this right. says, and a little parentheses observed. And I'm scrolling through other months here and I don't see any other holiday that's saying that. Yeah, that's, um, it's pretty odd. It is odd. I had no clue. Makes no. you wonder.
2: Yeah, man. So how you been though? You, you've been all right. You were listening to the first portion of the program. We had a buddy of mine, a great guy, definitely. Love having him on the program. And yeah, it's been a very, very long time since we last talked. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's good reasons for that, but that's,
6: <laughs> a lot, I think, I think a lot of that has to do with the, the radio, I guess you could say the digital radio industry, which is, it's kind of crazy. It gets kind of crazy sometimes, but I kind of, you know, I've always been a fan of your show since I think for a long time now, you know, so. I don't think uh anything's ever going to happen between us like that, you know, because it's just – No, of course there's not. There's egos running around out
2: there, you know. That's one of the things that I did want to talk about here on the second half. Uh Well, that and many other things. But, yeah, you know, I, I just got sent a photo. Maybe it, – it's a screenshot. Uh Probably around – right before I started the program, maybe 30 minutes or so, or maybe even less. And it it was from the network handlers. They sent me a screenshot of what a guest of mine posted on their Facebook page. And they were asking me what this was all about. And I thought, well, I would address this on the air, whether it was going to be negative or positive. But nonetheless, it's a screenshot. And I have to say, holy shit. It's a screenshot of what? It's a screenshot of what? A guest of mine posted on a Facebook page on uh, one of those radio network pages. Really? Yeah, you know how that are they, goes. Are they trying to slander you again? No, not at all. It was. It was it, he was very fired up, and, and he's a good individual. I like him a lot, but I'm not okay. responsible for what they do after the program. I don't tell anyone to go post and harass people or not not even harass people, but I don't tell anyone to go do anything after the show and yeah. uh this guy he went and posted um i guess uh, i guess like a battle cry for me in a way and uh, you know i appreciate that sort of thing but i don't really try to promote that sort of thing i don't really want you to go out there and uh harass people but shit, if you want uh go ahead and, and do that as long as you spell my name right when you're posting about it it's totally fine with me <laughs>
6: Make sure you spell it right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So Uh, if you're going to cause a little bit of hell, uh, yeah, go ahead, but make sure my name is spelled right. And that's all I care about.
6: Man, I got to, I got to be honest with you, Michael. I, I never thought for a minute breaking into this. And you was actually one of the people that warned me about this kind of stuff, you know, from the start, just how insane it was about, um, some of the stuff that goes on and, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of aggressiveness, there's a lot of passive aggressiveness, a lot of stupid games. Now, honestly, I think a lot of it's not really fair to the listeners because they're trying to find shows to listen to, right? And so a lot of people have landed on your show, Uh and I think for one of those reasons is because you don't really get involved with that stuff. You just sit back and laugh at it, and that's a good thing,
2: man. Sure, but I'm also a
6: troll. <laughs> so everybody's a troll in some kind of way, I think. Yeah, but I'm a pretty good troll. So what's, the, so I don't understand this whole, I don't understand this trolling thing. I really don't. So how do you separate a good troll from
2: a rookie? Well, you cause a lot of stress and emotion into that individual and it's something that works very well, especially for someone like me. Um, I seem to be able to do this time and time again where I really break an individual and obtain information that I wanted from that person. And I have my means of doing that. And of course, that's not really a positive thing about me. That's not a good trait to have however nah, it's it's really helped me take advantage of situations where I would need that sort of information so you know it's it's not very uh it's it's not a good trait to have in other words, but it has well, served I'm me well tell you, brother, being a
6: you can i mean that sounds kind of fun actually, but it is it's being, a lot of fun. Being honest, and I mean brutally honest, and almost embarrassingly honest is the way I do things sometimes, you know, I've, just because, like, if it all comes out in the wash, you know, I've already talked about myself, so what are you going to do to me, you know? I mean... Exactly. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing you got on me that I haven't already said about myself, um, but I do find it hilarious to see the games that go on sometimes. It is kind of funny. Speaking of which, uh, you know, I... Did a show the other night how I didn't reset. I said, look, I don't care about the secret space program and Corey Good and David Wilcox. I don't
2: care about but it. But they try to drag you into that.
6: Yeah. Like people do try to drag me into it, but you I didn't that. know. I did not know that these cats were actually trying to, uh,
2: uh, trademark the word secret space program. Oh yeah. I saw that, but I didn't really read too much into it. I did see that this guy was trying to trademark that, but how do you trademark something that's been talked about way before they ever hit the scene? I don't know. I, I know that Coke tried to
6: trademark water one time. and that, See, that's the kind of stuff that we're dealing with right now. It's just stupid. Why do you think uh, there's like the guy that invented the Internet? I forget his name, but literally created the Internet back in the 80s with the design for it. Right now is calling for new sanctions, uh, like some new contract to happen on the Internet to stop all of this mass. Uh, I wouldn't say trolling. But just lies and all this stuff. So the lies are so out of control that the people that even created this thing are one to do it different. That's kind of scary. You think about it.
2: Very scary. It is something that does have me perturbed as well. And of course those that wanted to know what was posted. uh, I'm sorry, but I thought I would tell them really quickly. Um, what, what this uh, individual said, his name is Patrick White. He's someone that I interviewed. Not very long ago. Did you ever happen to hear that one? No, no. What happened? Well, he's like a targeted individual, per se. Uh huh. So, you know, he went a little crazy, which I like. I like him. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's a great yeah. guy, but definitely went off the edge there a little bit. Um, he even mentioned something about gray pubes. What? Yeah, he was like, uh, the guy he was talking to was pulling, uh, pulling out gray pubes or something. It was a very wow. disturbing story. Yeah it was very goddamn disturbing but very entertaining i'm sorry i'm not trying to laugh uh, no you can laugh no you can laugh it's okay
6: but they get i mean i've been paranoid before like super paranoid this guy
2: is extremely paranoid but maybe for good reason you never know but i don't know where the the pubes (laughs) fall into that i have no idea he was (laughs) talking yeah he was talking about another uh, another one of his friends and he mentioned that part, and I just I I lost it, and thank God I have a mute button, because <laughs> I would yeah I was just coughing and choking. It was amazing.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's is you know I when somebody comes on the air and starts saying that stuff, I gotta ask them, and I really do. I say like you know that it's very hard for people to believe what you're saying right now. You know, you gotta say that. You know, I don't want to offend anybody, but. I don't know about this targeted individual. Honestly, really don't know about That's it. Okay. I don't know about uh, that. I don't know about the Seeker Space Program, Super Soldiers. Like there may be such a thing.
2: I just, I don't know. You know, it yeah, just you doesn't don't know. add up. It's okay. And hold that thought for one second, my friend. There is another soul calling in. Uh, caller, you are live on the air. How can I help you?
8: Hey guys. How's it going? It's, uh, it's great to catch you guys live. Uh, this is Jack, Jack from Pennsylvania,
2: Pennsylvania. What's going on, my friend? How are
8: you? (laughs) Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? I just uh, tuned in, so I don't know what you guys have been talking about so far or what I missed.
2: Well, I was talking a little bit about uh – go ahead.
8: I I love your interviews, especially your interviews with Jim Fetzer. That's how I uh, initially found your channel.
2: Ah, perfect.
8: So, yeah, what what were you guys on about? What are you guys uh, covering right now?
2: Oh, right now we were just, uh, you know, we were hanging out, relaxing, having one of those sort of discussions where – we're going to take it all across the board here in a moment, but I was just uh, telling uh, my friend Joe here a little bit about the art of trolling and the psychological huh. effects it has on an individual, especially when you do it right. You really do cause a lot of turmoil in that person's life. It's, it's devastating. Oh, oh yeah. And I'm really, really good at that.
8: You, who's, uh, who's your big troll target right now? Would you say it's the Democrats or?
2: Oh man, all of them! They're, I I just love going after everyone. There's He's lots there of troll. Everybody. There's lots of troll jobs I'm doing right now that many people are not even aware of, and I do it all the time. There's multiple uh, traps that I have set up. It's amazing. I'm, I'm having so much fun. People don't even realize it.
8: Well, don't expose all your secret plans on air. You know
6: they. I know uh, I need
2: to shut myself up. You know yeah. they're listening in. Shut my dumb mouth. Revealing the secrets here, but it's true. There's lots of these things going on. Lots of people in high places arguing about me behind the scenes. It's incredible really, but all of it is manufactured by me. And I gotta take credit for that now. It's very pretentious to even be saying any of this shit right now, but you
8: are the leader of the troll army.
2: I really am now. I have come to power. I'm
8: secret general.
2: I think so. I think so. (laughs) I'm following in the lines of a of a a Tucker Carlson, who's a a very big troll. Especially since you know, I know people that knew him out here in San Diego. That guy's a pretty massive goddamn troll. Definitely would like to to become a troll of that of that magnitude one day.
6: Oh, what's the ultimate troll
2: plan that you've ever seen go down? Hold on, hold on. The the caller was uh, talking there.
8: Oh. I uh, I think Tucker knows more than he lets on on his show, and I think that I don't know. Uh, in in terms of mainstream hosts that are willing to delve into particular areas, I think he knows more than he lets on, and maybe he'll be I don't know. Maybe he'll become more of a you know, he'll become willing to say more things that you 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 wouldn't hear on mainstream in the future. Like like if I had to look at mainstream hosts that I hope for, I have to say he's, you know, maybe one of the ones.
2: Yeah, he does a great job, and a lot of these people, a lot of these anchors, a lot of them are just doing it for the job, really. A lot of them aren't even that yeah, interested. Yeah, absolutely, they they want the money. Yeah,
8: I mean. Yeah, these hosts get paid like forty thousand dollars per day. Dude, they make a like f- Rachel Maddow, fucking Jake Tapper.
2: They make a killing. They know what
8: they're doing. Yeah, they know yeah, exactly they're, what they're doing. They're getting doing. a piece of paper and, mm-hmm. and they're reading it.
2: And they're <laughs> And they're not even that into it. What they're talking about. Lots of times they go home to their gated communities and fuck all. You know what I'm saying?
8: I know. I, what I hate, man. I hate when. When it, it becomes obvious that they've been given their talking points basically oh, and they, and they know that their job is to sell it right. with the authority and the emotion of their position. Like, like the fake Syria gas attacks, you see them all fake crying on air.
2: Oh yeah. That was disgusting. And then
8: totally disgusting. And then, you know, not long after Saudi Arabia is blowing up school buses in Yemen and they're not crying for those kids.
2: Ain't that so what's amazing? what's the difference? Right. Well,
8: we, obviously the difference is that we're, we're they want to go against Assad. They don't want to criticize Saudi Arabia or Israel. So they're going to cry for the fake gas attack. They're going to cry all day for that, all day, 24-hour fake tears. Right. But, you know, nothing for Yemen, nothing for Palestine. It's totally sickening how transparent it is, you know?
2: I'm with you on that.
8: That gets me, man. <laughs>
2: no, I'm with you. Uh, 100%. These
8: mainstream frauds. Oh yeah. There oh, are
2: lots of more phonies out there, man.
8: Too much. Too much. It's too much. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, even my, uh, you guys probably run into this. You know, your, your family members don't know. They don't get it. You try to <laughs> try to teach them some of this stuff and oh, they get angry. Yeah. You guys run into that?
2: Of course. Of course. We all come into contact with individuals in our families that don't exactly know what's going on. However, there are those who just won't take the time to know anything about that sort of thing that they are oblivious to it, not interested in it in in any kind of way. And that's okay though. It's all right. You don't have to bother with those individuals. And I don't mean to ignore them or anything, just not talk about certain subjects around them
8: yeah it's uh it's too bad i you still gotta try you know when it's your own your own parents your own <laughs> siblings but uh man yeah some you get but my family man they'll get really angry at me They'll, you know you know it's the same old thing what are you talking about you're anti semite blah 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 it's like no no, I'm talking about war, I'm talking about killing civilians you know don't call me you're, you know you 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 probably run in that uh what was that? I'm sorry, did, we just, did you just lose me?
2: I, I heard of something a little bit there, something, uh, I, I, I didn't catch what you were saying the last couple seconds there, my bad.
8: Sorry, I, I, I was just talking the same old thing, you know, you try to tell your family members and they, uh, they, they've been so brainwashed, you know, if you try to tell them about, you know, whatever kind of thing, Saudi Arabia did this, you know, they, they call you like, you know, what are you, like a bigot? Like, why are you talking about this? Why are you talking about that? Talking yeah. about Israel, they'll call you anti-Semite. Right. You know.
2: Well, those people don't really know too much of what they're talking about, to be honest with you. Yeah. it's. uh So you have to leave them alone. You, you can't force these issues onto them. You have to be very careful how you talk to them, since they are your family, mm. you know. So you have to Yeah. be very, very gentle with them. Yes, yeah. Kind of like try you would to, be... Try to lead them. Right. Kind of like you would be with a, a, a very limp-wristed individual. A beta male. Yeah. be Very soft <laughs> and nurturing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying.
8: I do. Hey, I see Ron Frey in the chat. I want to shout out Ron Frey. And Ron, the Frey. Ron Frey.
2: Ron Frey. Ron
8: Frey.
2: Oh, yeah. Ron Frey, I like that guy.
8: Yeah, he's all right.
2: He's a good man. He's a good man. <laughs> But, yeah, I do want to thank you for the call uh you're You're very hey. right on those issues, and there are individuals out there who will politicize everything. It doesn't matter what side they're on. they see that in every facet of their life, and that's another thing I have to tell everyone out there. Don't get too wrapped up into your ideas. You can have an opinion, but don't let your opinion have you That's good stuff.
8: Yes, sir. Hey, man. Thank you. Thank you for uh, all your work. It is uh, fantastic. It's very inspiring to to see people like you holding it down out
2: there. I have to keep it your, real. You know, shows like yours. Thank you, my friend. Keep real doing what you're doing, that. man. Thank you, man. All right. All right, buddy. I'll call in time. Yeah, call in whenever you want, man.
8: That that sounds great. Thank you, man. All, all right, right, buddy. See you guys. All right.
2: Mahalo. And there he goes. A, a great soul. Love that call. What do you think about that, Joe? Uh, I just, it
6: made me, it reminded me of Freud a little bit. I'm not a big Freud guy, but he, he has a point when he says that a lot of people, uh, for the most part, they look at the rest of the world as that, uh, on an inferior level. It's some kind of complex that you you really the human race has.
2: Yeah, you, you really know. can't do that. You have to, you know, you have to at least be a human, even if someone has the opposite philosophy or opinion than you do. Yeah. Yeah, and lots of times you just have the us versus them mentality, and that's another thing. That's a whole another issue that uh we see today as well. Lots of people getting very violent towards each other for opposing opinions, and I, I sometimes have to remind people a lot of the opinions that you hear are private opinions. or I mean, they're public opinions, and these individuals, their private opinions are ones that you don't hear. It's always just the public ones. Got to keep that in mind too. Yeah,
6: yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of like Antifa, you know. They, if you go to their website, it, it looks like it's something fabulous, and they're all about peace and anti-fascism and stuff. But then, if you see what they actually do, they rally up and dress in black and sucker punch people and give out people's addresses so you can torture their families now and they stuff. Dox just people. because they don't
2: like what they say, you know. Right. And here on the program, everyone is invited. Uh to be on the show and have an open platform to speak their mind, get everything off their chest. And that's something that I try to provoke upon even the guests that come on here, but even sometimes they're a little resistant to actually speak and uh, shoot from the hip, rather.
6: Yeah, there's a good book that I'm reading right now. It's called, you know, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a f. You know, and, uh, I hear that book being thrown around a lot lately. It's pretty good. I mean, it's kind of obvious stuff so far, but you know, it's, I just, in my opinion, I think like, especially nowadays, you need to be as honest as you can with people, even if it, you might embarrass yourself because there's a lot of people out there that, uh, they're just looking for anything, anything to get you, you know, and it's, uh, it's kind of fun to watch, but like I was telling you, the whole, I guess, Good and Wilcock thing. I didn't even know all that stuff was going on. I didn't either but until recently. I just kind of, right. Me too, man. Just recently. And I just kind of knew that, look, eventually, if it's bull crap, it's going to come out in the wash. And that's what it looks like is going on right now, you know.
2: Yeah. So what what is exactly going on with those individuals out there? I, I talk a lot about the Secret Space Program, but never too much about those two individuals. Corey Gay well, uh, or Wilcock. Yeah.
6: i um, I totally understand why you don't. And
2: well, it's well, pretty obvious.
6: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, what's going on is, is that a few, uh, people that are out to get them, I guess for hardcore truth. I guess you could call them journalists, uh, you know, found out that they were trying to, uh, trademark the word secret space program. Right. And then when they, when they busted them on that, then they started. Doxing people, which I don't really under even understand that, but they st- they just started really doing some nasty stuff, like putting out public information of of healthcare workers and stuff like that. That's actually illegal, and then they got caught doing that. And so now it's just uh, a, a scatter for everybody trying to survive. Uh, some people have pulled out of that group and have went their own way, and and hopes there's no repercussions that they were a part of it. And, and if they're smart enough, they will, you know.
2: Oh yes oh yes but we all know what was going on there i mean come on (laughs) yes yeah man it's this whole back and forth thing it's been brewing for a while though lots of it I've, i've seen those individuals take shots at each other for a while now
6: yeah it's crazy man and see that's why i think like you know your program is a thing of its own you know and it's Uh, I mean, as a network owner, of course, I'd love to have you on the network, but at the same time, I don't want to stifle you, you know, and I told you that. I think you, you don't, I really don't think you need to be on a network, brother. No, of course not.
2: I don't think you do. I don't think Uh, I need to either. I I have plenty of fun being alone, uh, doing my thing here, and that's kind of why I sort of washed my hands of the network I was on. Uh, you know, that demographic is not my own. And I already knew that going in. However, I was always blunt about my intentions. The fact that I am a very polite person and will help out a friend whenever they need me. I did this as a favor and I think I did complete my, I I think I did complete the task. And well, it was time to move on and which I did. The demographic again is not for me that sort of demographic is for an entirely different audience. Those sort of people will never support a program like this. And I knew that going in, the whole cat lady demographic will never support a program like this. (laughs) And that's just the reality of it all. And lots of these individuals that listen to these sort of networks, they cling to the past Mm -hmm. and they will... Definitely vanish like the relics of yesteryear. Unfortunately, lots of these networks still think it's 1999.
6: Yeah, they're looking for another Art Bell. There's not, a, there's not going to be one. Yeah, you know,
2: you, they need to get over it already and come back to the year 2018. Now there may, there may be somebody like
6: you that comes out and does something totally original that has the same kind of, you know, spirit and spunk and, and rouse up the same uh, type of crowd and talk. Well, it the won't be. Well, the problem with that
2: is there were individuals at premiere who are interested in bringing me on and being a part of that program, and I would be a liar if I said I wouldn't take the gig. However, with that said, there are also individuals who I've personally pissed off that will never allow that to happen, and I've heard so many different things. From those high places plenty of times, people like to speak. And for some reason, it comes back to me all the time. But my name has been tossed around. However, there there are individuals currently alive that need to be dead before <laughs> I'm ever considered uh, to get that gig. And that's just the fucking truth. There's a lot to say about that, but I have to nod with you. Uh, you. I'll reveal a lot more once these people start dropping dead. Then I know I won't get sued. <laughs> well, yeah, you're how old are you, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? I'm old. Are you? I'm an old man. Ah, can't be that old. These no guys, that's, <laughs> I'm not that old know, at man. all.
6: <laughs> These guys will go away, man. You just keep doing your thing and yeah, you, know, you get better. You're getting better every time I hear you. You're, you're starting to sound effort. like
2: Art Bell. The who? Uh you are now. Nah, nah. I I heard him say that before. She's getting better every day. No,
6: no, no, no. No, I mean what I say about you, dude. Oh, okay, I'm not you're talking being about like that. Okay, you're being genuine.
2: Okay. Yes, sir. Amazing. Well, I do appreciate that. And no, I'm not 50 years old. Uh Joseph in the chat room there. No, I'm not not, not that old at all. But yeah. I I do think maybe one day I'll take the spot. Who knows? I'm not I'm not really uh, hoping on it. I'm not banking on it. I love doing what I do as an independent person. uh These other networks I see, they all cling to a dying genre, in my opinion.
6: Everybody's got an opinion, you know.
2: That's true. You could be right. I could be right I could be wrong, but that's just how I feel, especially in today in regards to radio. And that's one of the things that I, I did want to uh, harp on here before we wrap it up. That's one of the subjects that I did want to sort of go over with everyone out there. And I got to tell you, man, October 31st has come and gone, and that's when the program began. Um, Joseph, you don't know this, but – well, actually, I think you do know this. I, I had another program, and I was doing a show with another host on there, and it was literally like taking care of a special needs child. Mm. That's just the truth. And ever since this program began again, I always say to myself, "What happened to me inside? I feel like I was revived. I you truly was like the phoenix I truly believe that man. I really, truly believe that i don't I don't know what happened to me inside, but I feel so much better. It's a very liberating feeling, and I didn't make a really too big of a deal about the whole october thirty first thing, but it was a very special night for me. I was just so happy. And I got to relive that liberating feeling yet again. And it was like, holy fuck, man, I I, I love this. Yeah.
6: Well, there's two types of, in my opinion, there's two types of hosts out there. And there's generators and, like, content generators, conversation generators, and then there's conversation reactors. And the really good ones that are very few and far between can do both. And so you'll end up on a team with a generator and a reactor, or you got two generators or two reactors. Or, you know, you just, it was destined that, you know, you're meant to do this on your own, man. You know? Yeah. Screw all that tag team stuff.
2: But sometimes it's fun, uh, when you are able to sort of get that, uh, chemistry with another, uh, individual and they know how to rock the second mic or even the yeah. third mic. But not everyone could do that. There's lots of people that are completely void of that sort of skill. Yeah. Well, I got it.
6: Like I told you a long time ago, man, I've got, I'm one of your biggest fans. I got all the faith in you and I'll do anything I can for you. You know that. Uh, Yeah. I appreciate that. I just hope you're not after me. If you are, that's okay. I'll, I'll survive it.
2: No, I'm not really after anyone that I am, uh, friends with, anyone that I associate with. That's not exactly how I do things. I'm very loyal. That's one thing a lot of people don't understand. I'm very, very loyal to people that uh, I like. Well, that's, that's
6: a, that's good to know, man, because uh, (laughs) I know you got skills when it comes to trolling. I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know. Like there's other hosts that are just afraid. Oh, I'm not going there. There's trolls in there. Oh, I'm not going over there. There's trolls over there. What are you going to do? Run from trolls your whole life? Yeah. That's one of the,
2: that's one of the things that was told behind the scenes where I was about. The trolls, they actually blamed the trolls for their poor performance in a, an event that they were doing and trying to promote. They failed miserably, and they blamed it on the trolls. I mean, it's... you can't blame everything on trolls. I mean, goddamn.
6: <laughs> They're going to be there. Give me a you break. to or not.
2: Exactly, and that's another thing, especially if you're doing a program like mine, like yours, like anyone, and it's out there on the Internet. You, you have to consider that there, there are gonna be individuals out there who just fucking hate you and wanna troll you. And then there are those who are just normal, happy trolls who actually end up liking you. But they enjoy trolling you too. There are many different types of trolls and you should accept them all. Don't run away from them. Especially if you are sort of like a public figure. You want to read those negative comments. You want to see that you're a piece of shit, that you suck, that you're no talent, that you're a hack. You want to see all those things because it helps you improve. You can't oh, run away God. from the truth. You're so right. You know, I've worked with people that are, that are literally told me on the
6: phone, Michael, well, I've got this person that called me and told me I'm the next art bell. And I, you know, I don't know why I'm not getting that kind of audience. I'm thinking you got three people that told you that. And so now you believe it. That's cause they want to believe that. You know what I mean? They really want to believe that. Yeah. It's crazy. You hear a lot of that sort of banter. In my a mind, lot of it. until a thousand people are saying you're the next whatever, then you really are not just four or five, you know? And then they, they just fill their heads with this stuff. And so they don't take any negative criticism at all. You know, I mean, I got people. Brothers that don't listen to me because I have a southern accent, they just won't listen. And I understand that, but I can't get rid of it. But uh, I'm not pissed off about it,
2: you know. Yeah, you really can't do anything about that. Some people are just going to naturally hate you. Yep. And that's just the way it goes. And uh, to add on more to what we're talking about, uh, another another, another little event, uh, I really don't want to talk about it, but we are talking about things that we're not exactly too comfortable with, and one of those is in terms of the whole radio industry and the talentless program directors, the marauders that are out there, the hacks of the radio world. And there's another program director out there with a radio. He's a owner of a radio station, rather, and he tried to he tried to get me to do the whole pay to play system. They really tried to pimp me with with all of that. And it, it was terrible, really. This uh program director, he from from my research I, I realized that this guy he doesn't exactly have that much juice on that satellite signal that he has. The the wattage there. It's not really enough to cover most of El Centro and El Centro's a pretty small, man. Yeah,
6: they're all you know, because they're all going and they're all in debt, number one. Right. And, uh, they've run their businesses into the ground with advertising like and i mean i've got advertising on my show but these people they do it a lot and they run it in the ground and so somebody comes along and they'll say okay well you're going to pay 1200 bucks and then if you don't answer them then okay well i'll i'll let you get on the air for 500 bucks and you're like dude i'm not paying you money to be on a station that maybe a few dogs are going to listen to
2: no shit that's the thing and Again, it wasn't even that much wattage to cover most of El Centro, and El Centro is bloody small, really small, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely not worth spending money on knowing that I'm not even going to be heard whatsoever, and it's a failing radio station. It's just it's not going to work out. I hope radio's not. Do you think radio's? I know it's a common
6: question, but I don't. Do you think the terrestrial radio's going down? Like I hope it's not.
2: It's been going down, my friend. They God. are so badly in debt right now. It's incredible, really. And that's one of the one of the reasons why I haven't really tried to get too deep into it. I mean, I have. There's been a few offers, but I definitely want to get paid what I'm worth. And some of the offers I saw were just. I just shook my head and thought, no, especially if they're going to control everything. They're going to control every single asset uh, of the program and essentially kill it. I would think I'd do another show if you'd like me to, but I, I don't want to pillage this program and what I've created. I don't want to fuck that up. Yeah, I don't blame
6: you, man. I mean, I... I kind of keep I, kinda, I try to keep my show clean, but then again, when things happen on the show, I don't really sweat it, you know. Well, you, I don't go, oh God, you know. Right, usually it just
2: happen. Usually, I do keep it clean. However, but since we are here live on YouTube, it's a little bit more uncensored. It's a little bit more uh, more rambunctious, in my opinion. Yeah, you gotta be, especially yeah. if you're live here with, with these animals, especially with my audience. The yeah, cat, there's no cat. Audience. There's no cat ladies here. Maybe just one, but she's she's okay though. We we still like her, even though she's a cat lady. All love. Well, I consider
6: myself, I guess, to be in that field. And if it's dying, it's dying. But I love it. You know, and I'm a cat man.
2: You're a cat man. I have. It's okay. Yeah. As long as you bathe. <laughs> yeah, dude, I bathe. Okay, I get what good. you're saying, though. Okay, perfect. You're not one of those unwashed uh, male cat ladies, then. Beta no. male. No, sir. Okay, good. Lots of beta males out there who are cat men, and it's good to know that you're not one of those people.
6: Yeah, but I did see what kind of what you're talking about because I got to talk to uh, Fetzer one time when I was working with another, I guess you could say, radio program. They say they're a network, but they're not. Right. And uh, the the hour that he was on, uh, they took off. They cut the whole hour off and without even asking me. Wow. Just because people, some people didn't like what the guy was saying. And, and that was a big eye opener for me because that's the first time that ever
2: happened to me. Yeah, that, that seems to happen as well. And another issue is nepotism. That's one of the things that has perturbed me. Uh, you see it everywhere. You see it in the radio industry. You see it in corporations. It goes on, it goes on all over the place. And going back to that program director really quickly. I have to say, one of the things that he tried to give me a piece of advice and he told me not to talk about what, what's going on currently because he felt it would date the show. Really? Yeah, I thought that's probably the single most retarded thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, I, I thought, I thought, would you tell that to a Rush Limbaugh, a, a Sean Hannity? Would you tell that to? Uh, anyone who talks about anything relevant
6: well you know what it is michael it's people are they're more worried about the their image than they are their content do you you understand what i'm saying about that like they only care about what people are so focused on what people think about them that they're not even focusing on the content of what's coming out of the antenna or on the radio stream
2: i hear you yeah
6: and you're right they're more worried about it man
2: yeah we, we are we are headed to that and it it has me disgusted, really. That's what the radio industry is now. It's a lot of uh, filtered material.
6: Yeah. And I don't doubt that in the future you're gonna run into some more things, My, uh, Michael. You're probably gonna run into some some heavier stuff for people to just, when you start getting up there, which you will, because I know you're not gonna quit, and you'll get there. And then once you start stepping on the old guard's toes, you're gonna run into some stuff that I have all the faith that you'll get through. But I'm just telling you, I'm. I'm pretty sure it's, it's coming.
2: Oh yeah. I'm sure it's, it's, um, bound to happen one day soon enough, but I'm not worried. I'm ready to take it to them. I'm ready for the fight. Gotta be honest.
6: What is your favorite subject out of all of the subjects that you've talked about on this? I mean, cause you've talked about a lot of stuff on your show. What's the one thing that you're actually super interested in?
2: Well, that's a very hard. A very hard question to give you a very specific answer to, in my opinion. But there's a segment on the show that I just love so much. It's called the Unpopular Opinion Hour. It's a segment that has become one of the most popular segments here. However, when I tried it with some of the other individuals out there, they didn't really quite understand it. So I'm thinking I might even have to change the name of that, the Unpopular Opinion Hour, to something that would be more easily understood, something like the Controversial Opinion Hour or something along those lines. What what do you got to say about that, Joe? I think that'll work. You
6: just have to have people brave enough to do it. Oh, yeah. Not a lot of people are going to jump on and say they don't
2: like Trump. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't want to get into that, but, of course, one of the things that I really like to talk about when I have those sort of segments, or that segment in partic- in particularly, is the fact that people get so damn close to me in line. <laughs> yeah. I- I'm not sure if you're one of those people that had that un that that uh, unfortunate pleasure of having someone literally standing right behind you, breathing down uh, your neck, it seems. Oh yeah, been there before. Wh- what uh. is that? Wh- why the fuck do people do that shit? I call them social
6: justice warriors. It's more, it's, it's, um, actually they're not even social justice warriors. They're bottom feeders. I've had guys
2: and girls do that to me and it creeped me out. They have
6: nothing to offer. So the only thing that they can do is try to take the approach of breathing down your neck and hoping they catch you in something.
2: I thought, you know, I thought, do I smell good or something? (laughs) I don't know what it was. Yeah. I've had
6: that happen to me actually. I've had people say I was lying about things that i wasn't lying about you know and you know just making up stuff like it's very weird when somebody points their finger and calls you a liar when you're not and you're wondering like who the hell is this person and why do they even care and what it is is, is they're trying to create an image of of social justice like they're this knight in shining armor in this field or whatever and if you go actually listen to these people show It's the kinda opposite of yours. They don't have anything to offer. In fact, it's a lot of pretending.
2: Oh, so we're talking about these oh wait. Um before I even complete that train of thought, there's a caller. Let's bring them in now. Caller are you alive? Hey Michael, how you doing? I'm doing a lot better now that you called. Yeah, you know, you and your boyfriend Tom like has the same playbook. Tom you know, like you lied, you lied to your listeners when you said that I hung up you, didn't you did hang, hang up. up you hung up you on me. hung up you know you I, you, I didn't Tom hear anything Tom like has
1: a yeah, you and your bed buddy the oh, why are you bringing you up why are you
2: bringing up Tom for? you
1: can't compete when somebody calls why are you, you talking to about Tom for? I didn't, you know, lie to your listeners I'm not lying uh, to well, anyone I'm here to you hung up on me. Yeah, you, no hear you hear this? You hear this line? He's he's one
2: that's that's one of the well, not him exactly, but he's someone you and who. You have a boyfriend, Tom Likus, what, now he's saying I have a boyfriend. Now he's claiming that Tom Likas is my boyfriend. Bubba the love sponge. Will be the love sponge. The who the people? hell is Tom yeah. Likas? Oh my goodness! Okay, so he. You, oh, see, he did it again. He hung up. See, he ran off again. You got a dude. He did it twice. Hang up on, <laughs> he know, did it twice. <laughs> it's the hang up war. Oh, Damn. my God. But, yeah, I, I never hung up on this guy. I, I don't hang up on on callers whatsoever, even if they have a, a sort of negative impression of me. And, uh, you know, he's a guy who has been calling into the show since 2016, and I personally like him. It's not he, – he doesn't always call in to do that. But Sounds he, angry. But lately he has been doing that, and it's been hilarious. I, I really do like that. Well, he sounds like an angry person, but he sounds jovial. Well, I think he was a, I think he's a troll. Oh no. I like him though. It's not, he doesn't always do that though. Sometimes really? he'll, yeah, sometimes he'll actually give a good call and give a good rapport with, with the guests. But yeah, the guy got very angry with me. I'm not sure why he's so mad, but yeah, he's a long time listener, long time caller. I do like him. He, he's been doing that. Very recently though, I'm not exactly sure what I said to trigger him, but he mentioned- Did he
6: say something about Bubba the Love Sponge? He mentioned- I
2: Yeah, he mentioned Tom Lycus, and then he mentioned Bubba the Love Sponge, and I do remember the time when he mentioned Bubba the Love Sponge, and I was drinking at the time, and I was laughing, and I was saying, Bubba the Love Sponge, the, the same guy that, uh, allowed Hulk Hogan to, um smash his wife, and film it, and yeah, yuck nasty in the chat room there. Very true. I haven't seen that video. I'm not very interested in watching. I'm not not interested in watching that. Jesus Christ, uh, that <laughs> ruined that would ruin the image of Hulk in my mind forever. But yeah, he mentioned yeah. Uh, Tom like is another great radio personality who no longer does a free program. He's doing a, a podcast now, which is something that he should have been doing back in 2012. And I. I believe we have another call but yeah that guy i do like him he's a long time listener long time caller very upset with me and claimed that i i i hung up on him before which is just not true i, I don't do that to people um star go ahead
7: hi mike hi joseph is that correct
2: now you can just call me joe it's easier
7: oh joe hi joe I've heard your voice before. Forgive me, I missed part of the show. Um, oh God, I hate saying this. Who are you? I apologize.
6: Well, I'm. My name is Joe Roop. I do a show. So I'm Chris course. Hansen with Dateline NBC.
7: Wait, I. You got interrupted by somebody saying Dateline and. <laughs>
6: so I'm Chris Hansen with Joe. Dateline One more time? NBC. Uh, my name is Bubba the Love Sponge. Actually, no, it's not. But no, my name is Joe Roop. <laughs> <laughs> so Roo? Roop, R U P E.
7: Oh, okay, okay. Um, I'm going to say this oh crap. I'm gonna say the same thing I did last time. I wanna narrow in on a topic and what is your primary topic? What are you trying to get across so I can discuss with you?
6: Well, I don't really have a topic. Like, I'm just not right. Michael invited me on the program. And yeah, I we're, said I would love to come on.
2: Yeah, we're, we're just, um, we're just riffing on things here.
7: Oh, I love riffing. That's so cool. <laughs> um, okay. Is it a political riff or just a general what the fuck riff?
6: I'd say more of a what, what WTF. Right. Uh, you don't want to know what I think of politics. I don't. I don't do because I think they're all working for the same stuff. I think it's all, I mean, all honestly, all we see is what they tweet and what they say to people, and the rest is just Fox and the MSNBC trying to tell us what to think. It's like okay. wrestling, really. I
7: don't pay attention to mainstream media. I have other sources, and I see different things from mainstream media, but that's okay. So how do you feel about horses and cats?
6: Horses and cats? Tell me you didn't just don't say that. Well, I love cats I I have a cat named Leo He's my best friend As far as horses go, they scare the hell
7: out of me Okay, I used to train and show and ride horses years ago Um, Okay
1: Uh, You're a horse jockey uh,
7: What else might be interesting to the effervescent chat room Um, um, uh, What do you like to do?
6: What do I like to do? Sure uh, I like to do, to play video games. That's my favorite thing to do in the world.
7: Oh, oh have you seen the Red Dead Red Dead Redemption? I, I did. Oh, that is so! I cannot believe the detail that crew, and that's a big crew, put into that video game. I, it is damn near close to a movie, and the storyline is oh shoot i have been watching it on twitch uh i've got a in fact i'm a mod in one of the streamers chat rooms but i have been watching it on twitch and it is absolutely awesome and speaking of horses whoever did the work on the detail of the horses movements is just incredible the water the scenery the sky the storms it is so close to irl it Blows my mind.
2: Yeah, it looks good. I definitely have to pick up a copy myself. And it makes me wonder why on earth don't you own a PlayStation 4 yet, Star?
7: I can't afford it. You want to send me one?
2: Well, you get one off of eBay. Very cheap.
7: Mm, just, just Don't embarrass me. Oh,
2: well, I'm not trying <laughs> to want, embarrass you.
7: I want a PlayStation 4 Pro, and then I have to afford the, the uh, uh what do you call it, the game card or whatever card? the graphic card I forgot what it's called I have an old PlayStation 1 that died after 12 years of use which is really cool but I can't afford that Mike I'm sorry I'm an old fart
2: I understand
7: Maybe you'll send me one for Christmas huh
2: <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll do that
7: I'm kidding I'm kidding that was a joke I didn't mean that
2: <clears throat> But yes did you I was have actually going to go
6: Uh, Sorry, Michael. Oh no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm actually going to go get that game this weekend because the last, and I'm not playing when I say this, I've actually told Michael about this when he was on my show, is that the last time I played Red Dead Redemption, the first one, I got divorced. I got so involved with that game. (laughs) You got got divorced? divorced. (laughs) That's amazing.
7: Understandable. If I was married, I probably would, too.
2: So so the the wife got pissed off at you. She's like, uh, you're playing the goddamn game too much. You're not paying attention to me. You don't even take out the trash. Uh, Man, it was bad. It was like it that. It was really bad.
7: I, I can understand. Wow. I'm a woman, and I can understand what he's saying. And from my side, if I had a husband, he'd probably leave me, too, for the same reason.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> shit, sometimes the video game's a lot more interesting than your counterpart sometimes. Uh
7: that depends. Maybe if it he plays depends. with you, it's not so bad.
2: That's <laughs> another that's another option I see as well. But of course there's other men out there that rather not have you even playing with them. But that's that you know that's well, that's gamers, that's a different gamers
7: thing. who marry gamers
2: that's a good you, thing. They
7: don't have a problem.
2: That's that's true. Definitely yeah. have to find someone like that for you. But yeah, I think the comics <laughs> I enjoy
7: watching is uh Grand Theft Auto V. Oh, yeah. another a good one. Those two, uh, I could, Oh uh, well, anyway, I just, I enjoy watching the players play it, and someday maybe I will myself.
2: Amazing. Well, I do want to thank you so much for calling in, Star.
7: Okay, you can kick me off now. I'll go. Yeah, we're going to have
2: to wrap up pretty soon here.
7: <laughs> okay. Bye, Star. I'm kidding you. Bye-bye, Joseph. Have a good one, and enjoy the game. You too. Bye-bye.
2: And there she goes. Gotta get star of PlayStation 4. Feel yeah, bad now. I, she's just, she's just watching. Yeah, I think, uh, I
6: remember telling you that. I don't know if I told you this, but she actually, <clears throat> my ex-wife, Carly, she actually came out one night wearing, you know, some provocative stuff and stood right in front of me. And I told her to get the hell out of the way because oh. I was in, <laughs> on some important wow. mission or something.
2: It was bad. That's amazing. So your wife came out full lingerie waiting to do all sorts of funky things with you under the sheets, but you were right there with the PlayStation 4 controller, and you were just like, bitch, get out the way.
6: It was Xbox, actually. I was way too involved. I was done for.
9: Smoke weed every day.
2: (laughs) So you had one of those moments then.
6: Man, uh, it it was even more pathetic, actually.
2: It was like I – Was it really pathetic, though? Or did you save yourself in the long run? Yes. I think you did save yourself in the long run. I don't think that was a mistake, my friend. I think perhaps that was a true blessing in disguise.
6: Yeah, it was. It really was. Cause uh, we were, you know, you had all these issues it wasn't with meant them. To be. It wasn't meant to yeah. be.
2: I, I understand that for sure. Lots of times men get into that situation and sometimes they get too far in and they lose themselves. And that happens with everything in life. You have to keep a good balance, one foot in, one foot out, um, almost on everything. Well, not everything, but just on some things. You don't want to get too involved. Gotta be careful. Michael, I gained 40 pounds. Holy playing, shit. Uh,
6: <laughs> I gained a lot of weight.
2: Man. What were you, what were you, what game was this?
6: Well, I started out with Halo. I got introduced to Halo. Then I went to Rainbow Six, Rainbow Six Vegas. Oh, you I were sucked in. One of those. Clan, right? You know right. yes <laughs> you make buddies and start oh, a clan isn't that isn't uh, that fun though yeah and i got involved and then by the time red dead came out i was at my peak of patheticness i think eating straight out of the microwave every time that sounds like fun though yeah but it i really let myself go michael
2: you were in a fallen state yeah i needed help wow yeah man so how, how did you ease yourself off of the, uh, video game there? Well, the divorce was an eye-opener. Oh, you know? okay. The divorce. So that got you, uh, more in tune with what's going on. You thought, oh shit, I got a divorce.
6: <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I got no. a divorce. Uh, you know, we had a son together. So that didn't help. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, God.
2: Tell me you didn't have a kid in hopes that it would save the relationship. No, no, no. I had a kid before the relationship, before we got married. Okay, thank God. I I just had to ask you that because lots of times men make that mistake, or or women too. Couples do that. They think, oh, we're going to have a child together, and it's going to fix everything. No. My, my,
6: My uncle came to me, and Michael, and he said, you know, we were together for a few years, and then she got pregnant. And my I come from the traditional family, so there was a lot of pressure there. And, you know, and I can remember this day. Even telling boy you better marry that girl. And so that's what I did. And uh probably wasn't the best idea.
2: Right. It's all fun and games until you're married. Yeah. Till it becomes a business arrangement. Oh yes, and that's what happens more times than than you'd like. Very sad. And you know that reminds me. I was playing I'm forgetting what what video game it was. It was on Steam and I was able to use the mixer here and this microphone and I'm playing with, with a couple of kids. And as soon as I start talking, they just freak, they just freak out. <laughs> My right. voice just freaks them out. They start asking huh. me questions and they start wanting to talk to me. It, it's pretty funny. You got
6: one of them voices,
2: man. You sound like somebody famous. They, they all thought I was someone important because they all wanted to talk to me for some reason. And it happens in a lot of uh, rooms I go into. I start talking and they want to interact with me, and they start adding me to their little Steam uh, account. There, it's just like, oh shit!
6: (laughs) You got a lot of friends you don't even know who the hell they are.
2: Uh, Well, I try to troll them as well too, obviously.
6: Yeah, I uh, just—I guess I need to study up on trolling to to understand it better because it's the thing to do apparently.
2: It really is. It's so much fun. But I do want to. Thank you very much for being a part of the program here. I'm looking at the time, and I don't want to take up way too much time here. Yeah, sure. I really do appreciate you being here, though. It's been fun talking to you. And uh before I let you go, though, I do want to let you have the last word here. Go ahead and say whatever is on your mind, and, of course, plug anything you'd like, Joe.
6: Man, I really appreciate that. Yeah, so I do – um my name's Joe Roop. I do a show called Lighting the Void which airs on the Fringe FM weeknights at around 9 p.m. Pacific. And I also own the Fringe FM, just in case anybody's wondering. So we have a lot of cat ladies that listen to our network. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, well, what's going on yeah. with the network, by the way? Uh You know, we got some new shows. We picked up uh, Ronnie McMullen. He's doing a show, the first hour of Monday nights that I used to do, and it's synced up with the a few pretty large terrestrial stations in Chicago and L.A. Nice. And then we got a few podcasts coming that are going to talk about some fringy things that people aren't really going to expect. Oh, right.
2: Um, I wish I could say more about it, but I think people are going to love it. I like that. Yeah, that's cool, man. I'm glad that you are having fun doing network thing and you're adding shows you actually like and people are listening. That That's another important thing. Lots of times no one's listening.
6: Right, yeah, yeah, we've increased listenership every twelve twelve weeks we we do pretty good. I pull a chart every twelve weeks and we're still climbing, but eventually you'll get to the end of the demographic sooner or later, and then you gotta figure stuff out from there,
2: yeah, you're right about that. It's a very it's a it's a uphill battle, man. It really is you have to really yeah. go through the filth and disgust that is the <laughs> yeah. radio industry, especially today. And going back to what that caller said, uh, Tom Likis, I I don't understand what what his issue was with uh, this great radio personality, who I think is is a great talk show host. He knows I I have always enjoyed his show. I've interacted with him a couple times in private, but I won't speak too much about that anymore. But yeah, it's amazing where radio and stream show streaming online – the popularity and all of that it makes me think that there really is not too much hope in the radio industry as a whole they need to do a lot of things to try to fix some of the issues they have right now a lot of these people in positions of power they really don't know what's going on yeah for sure yeah there's a lot of crazy stuff going
6: on but uh it'll pan out and the, you know the cream will rise to the top it always does
2: i agree i agree So once again, thank you so much for being a part of the program and hanging out with me here. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Michael. Yeah, man, it's been a great time. And, of course, thank you again. I really did want another soul to be on here and to chat away with. Anytime, brother, anytime. You let me know. Amazing. All right, my friend, I'm going to let you go. You have yourself a good night, and stay safe out there. Yeah, thanks, brother. Take care. All right, buddy, take care. Mahalo. And there he goes, ladies and gentlemen, into the ether. Don't forget, if you missed last week's show, it's up on YouTube and, of course, on michaeldeacon.com. Also, big thank you to those on deprogrammedradio.com. want to thank you out there listening on the TuneIn Radio app and those in the chat room on YouTube. I hope you did enjoy the little experience here. I'm sorry, some of the little widgets on the screen aren't working i'm gonna to have to figure that out get that chat room working there for you folks out there and i certainly hope everyone out there enjoyed the program i had fun it should be illegal how much fun i'm having here truly amazing i'm michael deacon thanks for listening and with that said the world is a mysterious place and life itself is a mystery until next time good night everybody
9: Come home from work, I'm fiending for an eight ball. I got a crack on my mind. I'm hearing cocaine call. Telling me to beat the dealer to deliver me stuff. Keep it a secret for my wife, cause she thinks I don't use drugs. There I was, bleeding for my nose. And damn, I couldn't breathe. But I'm still thinking about the next gram, It's Friday night. I'm not trying to leave my crib. dude, I kill myself while the dealer's eating Japanese food. I ain't got no pride while buying the shit. I'm lying to myself, telling the runner, I'm trying to quit. It's all make-believe. I'll pretend that I'm true, and when you give me credit. I'll dodge you every chance that I get to. Even if it's good, I'll sniff it up in a minute. Leave you back and complain that you put too much cut in it. If you fall for that and bring me a new sack, I'll be making more crazy faces than Jim carry on crack. Cause yo, I'm ripped. I owe you loot. Plus I know you. I deserve to be murdered, but the coke is doing it for you. I got nerves. Can you put them pills on my bill? Yo, I'll tell you we're friends and your we don't even chill. I need drugs. Drugs. Bacon soda, cocaine, how sweet. I need to find me a crack pipe and I'm complete. Got these crack dealers chasing me through the cement jungle. Good they gave me shit to sell and yo, I smoked the whole bundle. Yo, I can't front. I got dope in my spleen and I'm telling everyone at this NA meeting I'm 38 clean. I won't die even. I could go on forever mixing dope, put my method on dosage. You can find me at Brighton Beach, at Coney Island, or Riker's Island. My crack pipes, my violin, I play alone to the police, siren. My eyes went looking for crack on the floor, picking up from and lint. I don't know who I am, ask me, I couldn't say. I took a chance and tried to get clean and it lasted one day. Try to go to rehab, too, but couldn't get admitted. And money missing from your pocketbook, you know who did it, I need drugs. drugs As a young teen I started with marijuana then graduated to coke cuz I needed something stronger i down injections and tension. I love to experience a patient's medication. I'll smell the drugs off the back of my hands. All I need is a hit of it and I'll create a new band. Protect yourself, baby. Cover yourself up. My body swings all over once my seizure erupts into a frenzy. On the phone, I got 30 cents. But when we meet face to face, I got $10 left. Made up my mind. I'm quitting. I'm swearing in tears. I'm not going to get high. I'll only drink beers. Can't sit and wait.